Stefan, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know what to do. Yeah, because uh, we're in a we're in a tricky situation here. Where this is all this is new for us. We didn't really plan new. anything for this. Yeah, yeah, we didn't plan anything for this because normally uh, what we do here is uh, you know we get the guest to tell me how to say start the party, Dan, and then I say start the party, Dan. Yeah, but we and have I believe new... I believe our guest has done that before on yeah. on the show. Yeah, and our new yeah, and so the thing is that our new theme song we don't have an opening for it yet, but we definitely have the theme song right now as we record on Tuesday, and we've. Definitely Definitely heard it before. Yeah, and it's great. We and it's a great. New theme song? We love it. Yeah, our 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 thing is we do a new theme song every 100 episodes. This is this is episode 200. This is wow. episode 200. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're welcome for the yeah. sort of the shine. Um, no, that's incredible. Uh, it yeah. felt different than the other because yeah. the other one was honestly pretty humdrum. And this, I is, agree. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm trying a new thing where I'm wearing a collared shirt while we record. <laughs> I also have a pen in my pocket, and I'm just I'm going for it. I'm, you look I'm good. like yeah. Thank you. I'm taking over as CEO of Dan, Block Dan Party is fully nude right now. Yeah. Dan is nude, which is his new thing. Well, yeah. save, that yeah. was, I remembered that happened during the course of the episode previously, yeah. but not, not at, at the, start, the beginning. Though. Yeah. Yeah. No, Dan yeah. now is, he's just fully nude. And so anyway, here is courtesy of our good friend, Howell Dottie, the brand new Blocked Party theme song. Start the party, Dan. Wow. How great was that? And we definitely all have, we've heard it and we had it when we recorded this episode (laughs) five days previous to this episode coming out and we love it. Dave, what are your thoughts on the theme song? Uh, Definitely uh, better than the, than the previous one. Wow. That's, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people talked about how much they loved the other theme. No, I love the the other one. The other one is a song that has gotten stuck in my head. I found myself humming it. At times, I yep. don't love that it's a podcast theme, <laughs> but, uh, but that's that's for sure happened. And uh, yet this one, which I want to take the listeners inside the game here briefly. None of us have heard it. OK, wait, Dave, so, well, how dare well, did you? I, what? What are you? I know this is a, there's I just, a trust. I literally just said we all have definitely heard it. Well, then maybe I'm in error. I wasn't I wasn't here earlier. Oh, uh, <laughs> I had I had uh, left the room in the building for briefly just for oh, a okay. moment. So you haven't heard. Yeah, you missed Stefan and I have definitely heard. It. I'm yeah, gonna so actually I was, I was bluffing when I said that it was better. I don't know how it could possibly be better. So as people who have heard it, um, is it better? I'm going to go a bit of a different direction here. I think it actually sucks. Wow. Stefan, I think that it's is bad. so rude. LB put all that work into that or HD. I don't, he's always got different names. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah which one we're going uh, BH, I think. Big Howl. Big Howl. Yeah. I would well, say H- Big Howl. HD, yeah. Howl Dottie. I don't know. You, it's very confusing. Yeah. Toot toot. He says toot toot a lot. Yeah. He does the toot toot. He's got yeah. the emotes in the Dave, chat. Have you, have you been on his. So uh, you actually g- think it's. You think no, it sucks, I'm... Stefan? Wow. No, it's good. Have you been on his uh, his Twitch stream, Dave? I'm uh, scared to go on the. Oh, oh, the podcast or the Twitch? I haven't done either, but the podcast is like. I listen to it and I love it. And yet there is an element of fear to it. Like hearing our uh, mutual friend, Charles Starr, try to sing with COVID in a John Legend styly was like, 
He did great. Like, he took it like a champ, but that is not something that I'm signing up to do. <laughs> like, it just seems hard. Look, if if I can do it, then I think I think you can do it. Yeah. Because the thing with I'm Big Howl is that talent, is that he will he will make he will uh tailor it to the the guest, obviously, right? Yep. So mm. but it's um, weird that he didn't do that for you because yours sounded so fucking bad. Okay. Well, anyway, he has a game show <laughs> stream as well that's that's very good, uh, Dave, that uh I think you would have a lot of fun on. The game yeah. show stream is very fun. Yeah. I will I, look I was, out for that. I, I won uh deal or no deal on on his game show stream once. And my that's... strategy was to <laughs> pick every suitcase in reverse numerical order and it worked it was in it, w- it was incredible yeah so is there a, a rendered howie mandel in it or is it just is that not how the game works i believe I there, think is. there is i think, I think there is, there is. Yeah. digital yeah. howie there is a there is yeah. a 3d there's a cgi howie yeah i don't like well i don't is it the more realistic it is the more upsetting i'm gonna find it probably but i should i'll seek this information out you don't need to walk me through they the sort of just no reskinned the dancing baby from ally mcbeal <laughs> And, and that's, that's just and the that's guy, the real yeah. Howie Mandel that you're yeah. describing. There is that's that, right. Yes. Yeah, John, should we introduce our guest? Yeah, well, we should introduce the show. As oh well. yeah, we that haven't is. done that yet either. No, we haven't done anything. We because we've been so caught up in how great the theme song is. Yeah. Uh, but yes, hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Blocked Party. This is episode number two hundred. Oh my goodness. I'm John. I'm Stefan. And with us is a fantastic guest, one of our faves. He is too cowardly to go on fast track, but he is too brave <laughs> to come on Block Party. He is a fantastic writer. You may know him as the co-owner of Defector. Dave Roth is here. How are you? Hi, Dave. You Thanks for having me. Sorry, I, I know I was supposed to probably stay in the soundproof booth. There, no, I, no, 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 it's no, fine. No. YKS, you you're, have you're to. Fine. All right. YKS, you will definitely have yeah, to. They, get they really are mean. They're, they're really, uh, they're really abusive. I would say. Yeah. Actually. No, and it yeah. comes through as a yeah. listener of the podcast. You can hear it's that true. everyone's on yeah. edge, and it's like can a I? David O. Russell set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I? Can I say, Stefan? Can I say something here? Yes. About about Jesse. Uh, yeah. This is a safe space. Okay. And he won't hear this because he doesn't listen to our show. No, he does. He does? Yeah. He listens like uh, first thing in the morning every Monday. Uh-oh. Um, okay. Well, so here's the thing. So Jesse was asking me a while ago, and we might have even talked about this on Block Party. I don't remember. But Jesse yeah. was asking me a while ago about when he comes to Vancouver, whether or not he should rent a car. Mm-hmm. And I told him yes. And yeah. you told him no, because you don't drive. And so you don't understand how the world That's works. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, you're going to be here with your wife and your I two think children. I did, no, oh, I, yeah. Take the bus everywhere. I That's think smart. I told him. I think I told him yes with. The, OK, anyway, whatever. No, you Go didn't. Ahead. OK, so he so him and I talked about this like a month ago. Yeah. And then um, Becca was very kind as to offer Jesse her car. And okay. we, we had forgotten about this ourselves. Yeah. We were sort of like, oh, yeah, we should tell Jesse. Like it worked out that Becca's working from home that week. So I texted Jesse and I was like, hey, man, if you want, you can borrow Becca's car. And he said, you know what? I think I completely forgot about renting a car or even trying to rent a car or that we even had that conversation. And then that got me thinking, how does Go Off Kings even happen? Because I always assumed that Jesse was sort of like the brains behind Go Off Kings. Oh, you're not. Okay, so then how does it how does anything even happen over there? I mean, it it doesn't. Every time every time we start the stream. Uh, we started the stream tonight and he had, uh, his like Firefox, like Google homepage up and he closed Firefox, but it wouldn't close on the stream. So there was just a Firefox like logo over the stream <laughs> for like three minutes. 
And like that's every stream, something like that happens. And we've been doing oh, okay. this for over five years at this point. Okay, so this is what, so I think you guys need a CEO over at Go Off Kings. I don't think it should be me, but I think you need you need someone to run the ship over there because it just made me think like, wow, it must it must be just a hellhole over there. Just I mean, a total look, disaster. We've we've talked about this before. I I have my responsibilities on the stream. So once a week, I look up a new bar rescue clip, and I upload it to Stream Elements uh, so that people can pay nine dollars. To play it on stream. <laughs> okay. Is and that the going no, it's for, Yeah. And it's just the Taffer mystery box. Like they don't know what they're getting. It's a it's a different one every week. Yeah. And I wow. I, think I, I after I paused there, you guys assumed I was going to be listing more responsibilities. Is sort of the vibe <laughs> I got. Uh, no, it wasn't the vibe I got. I mean, okay. honestly, you having one responsibility is more than you have here. And but, also, um, uh, a lot of the time, I forget to do it. So. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is how many times have you just played the same clip? Like, people are like, oh, yeah, like, I'm excited for a new Taffer this week. And then it's like a clip you played like well, two months ago. Sometimes if it, it like if it does, if it only gets played like twice that week, I'll keep it for like the Monday. If it's like a good clip, you know what I mean? I see. Um, but I've gotten better at, at changing it every Monday. And then Jesse's responsibilities, uh, he will put a clip from the latest Blocked Party episode up. Um, <laughs> he will, I guess the other one is, uh, Dave, do you know who Dwayne is on TikTok? Uh, not on TikTok. I thought you were going to, I don't know the answer to anybody on TikTok, really. Well, Look, he's not, I mean, Dwayne. he's not, he's not like famous on TikTok or anything necessarily. Oh, he's, he's like one of your, one of your freaks. <laughs> well, he's one of DB's freaks. <laughs> okay. So he's like, I'm just imagining Stefan, you go on WTF and Marin's like, who are your guys? <laughs> you're, <a freak>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, well, Ken Domic, uh, yeah. Dwayne from TikTok. <laughs> There's a guy that always looks like he's dying and eats a burger in one and a half bites. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you ever heard of Joey's World Tour? Uh, Dan, can you can you get a picture of challenge? Can you get a picture of Dwayne up, uh, Dan? Yeah, I'll, oh, uh, no. I'll work on that. Okay, thank oh, you. Uh, Dwayne is like a old guy from uh, like Texas. Oh, it's that guy. He oh, and sakes. he will oftentimes he'll post uh, on Twitter. He'll post pictures of his um, his penis. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. sort of like it's not like his thing, but that's how that's how DB like found him. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Well, I was because he the way he's you know old guy from Texas, and I was thinking of the like the wholesome British guys that will have like their prize winning leek or carrot. Now, like, cheers, this, have a great day. I love like, this those. is the opposite of that. This I do love those guys, and I yeah. feel like that probably pisses John off that I do have like normal guys that I like too. Like, <laughs> yes, look, I'll, I'll say this, Dave. Dwayne does show off his leak. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just pride-winning heirloom Texas-born <laughs> carrot. Um, yeah, but but yeah, we, exactly. we do have a thing on the stream where you can you can pay. I think it's I think it's ten dollars. And, and why is everything on your stream? Why does every sentence always start with "You can pay"? Because that's how I make money. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I actually do the answer to that one. I don't know who the penis guy that you were talking about from before is, but I know how how the economics of this industry work. Oh, here's here's Dwayne. Yeah, and this is his face. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. He's yeah, he's great. Um, he's he's just a really he's a really interesting guy. Um, on TikTok, obviously you can't, um, show your penis as much or at all, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not going to see his penis on here. Uh, if, you like- wanna, if you want to see his penis, go to DB's uh, timeline right now. I'm sure <laughs> it's on there. So, <laughs> so he kind of looks like the way that when Metallica would make videos that would always have like really old guys in them. Like he looks like the guys that played those guys, but like in their normal lives, like offset. Yes. 
Yeah. yeah. Like basically imagine all those TikToks, but turn the page, but by Metallica yeah. is playing Or the one the where like the two yeah. old guys are scratching through a wall and Unforgiven and stuff like that's like what <laughs> one of those guys looks like on like a Thursday. He yeah. also will oftentimes look exactly like Drill's profile picture. He'll do like the drill <laughs> face. Um, and it's, it's really incredible. Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with him. DB's obsessed with him. Jesse's obsessed with him. He's a big part of the stream. John, I think John's just like tired of him. Probably. I'd prefer to not even know that he existed. Yeah. yeah. Is what, that's, that's about where I'm so at. What do you, what does $10 get you? What kind of Dwayne content? Does <laughs> yeah, it, you, you get, get, you get one of his uh, random TikToks. Oh. Um, and <laughs> a lot of the time his TikToks are him. Um, he has a very long tongue. Uh, oh. So a lot of the TikToks are him. <laughs> Uh, sort of, I, w- I would I say. I wish everybody could see the look on Dave's face. <laughs> I'm just when very you disappointed. Said he has a I really think that's really coming through. <laughs> uh, it was, but the, really, the visual really hit it all. Dan, can you find one of the the tongue TikToks? He yeah, sticks his don't do that. Do that. It's don't okay. do that to him. Okay, yes. it's, that's fine. Yeah, he actually, sticks. Whatever. Uh, let's see it. Actually, okay. this will help me. I'm gonna take if, a method approach. If uh, yeah, Dan should be able to find it. Yeah, there's because well, the thing is, he has two TikTok accounts. He has at Muff Eater and at Muff Eater fifty five. So it's on one of those ones. I'm not sure which one. Uh, but there's one where he is just like standing in his kitchen, stock still, and he's got his tongue out and he's just like wiggling it around. And it's like, it's like terrifying. It, it feels like, uh, like a cursed VHS tape. Uh, nice. Like it feels like you were going to die in seven days after you watch it. Uh, but, oh, this is the original one. Death. This is the first video that DB found of, of his. And you need the audio, obviously. Uh, well, yeah. I no, can't. You, I didn't prep it. It's so okay. Yeah. I can't oh, okay. Get There's the no audio. audio. That's fine. Yeah. No, no. Don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's doing the classic eating pussy gesture. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, just to take the listeners where we are right now. Yeah. Just... So so what he actually says in that Come video... down into the muck with us, yeah. everybody who's listening. And people pay for that on, yeah. Go on. Yeah. on our show. It's, we're it's openly... Yeah. We're like, it's so yeah. what, he, what he says in that video what you missed is he says uh you see this pussy tickler right here uh but in like a southern drawl um mm-hmm. you're not gonna do the voice i will not be doing the voice no i would actually prefer you do the voice yeah i would as well <laughs> so is it if you do the voice is it gonna sound like hank hill or is it gonna sound like sling blade Oh, Neither. Stefan will not. Stefan will not do it accurately. Even no, remotely. I think it's, it's going to sound, sound like, like a totally if, different. Thing. If like Boomhauer had like a severe head injury, I think. so <laughs> like Boomhauer, but like slow Boomhauer, basically. Uh, All right, but, we're ready. But he says, uh, "See this pussy tickler right here," <laughs> and then he does the tongue stuff for a while, and then he says, uh, "Motherfucking long ass tongue up in that pussy." <laughs> it's cool. So he's. <laughs> So it's kind of like a, it's like a, just a general interest account. Then. Yeah, yeah. He's the most popular account on TikTok. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. He's popularized a lot of dances. You see, they live in a hype house. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so that's. I mean, that's Ooh. what he sounds like, sort of. Right, Dan. Ooh. That was pretty close. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was not bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Does he ever do posts about anything oh. else? Does he mix those? Does, is there also like Houston Texans stuff in there? Or is it just... Um, he did um, a post recently that was like four minutes long where he was at the dentist and he was just like filming himself uh, waiting for the dentist to show up, I guess. But he's like on the dentist chair and then he starts like filming the dental hygienist and being like you're on TikTok right now. And she has no idea what he's talking about. And it's like horrifying seeing him interact with like the general public. Wow. 
Um, he also has one where he's like walking around his apartment complex and he's like, uh, it's dry as a motherfucker around here. There's, there's no pussy around here, you know? And he just like complains about how there's no <laughs> pussy around the apartment complex. Um, <laughs> I don't need to ask how people find stuff like this anymore because first of all, cause I don't want to know. <laughs> There's never a good answer, Dave. There's never. I ask. I ask, and there's never a good answer. I know. And like, it's insane. Dog Boner is like a strong brand at this point, and part of that brand is just that he's, for many years, found stuff like this. I mean, like, to be fair to you two, also, like, I mean, I think you all both fall within that sort of uh, portion of the Venn diagram as well. I mean, I hope. I hope not. Maybe, maybe I want to be in the Venn diagram where it's like guys who like to watch tennis. All right. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, I understand that. And obviously, like, I think <laughs> as you've described to the people that are listening to this and can't see me, like, clearly I'm more in the like, I'd be more comfortable ta- talking about Carlos Alcaraz than talking about. Sure. You see yeah. this pussy tickler right here. It's like the <laughs> first line of the little movie that you're making and putting online. Well, the other stuff he does is he, he like on his Twitter, he will reply to, he's a big fan of this mobile game called Coin Master, um, which is one of those like This is scam. the first time you've said something more wholesome than I expected <laughs> you to say. It's one of those like scam uh, mobile games. Where it's like, you can make real money playing this like slot machine game or whatever, right? Oh, it's um, the top grossing mobile game in the UK and Germany. It's very wow. popular, uh, but it's, it's just very much a game designed to bilk old people out of their savings. Um, and a lot of his replies are complaining about the game itself and he'll be tweeting at the coin master account, but a lot of the times he will yeah, say, cause you get bonus coins for that stuff. Yes. I'm, no, no, I'm I know. learning about this right uh, now. No, well, I, I know. know, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, but a lot of the times he will say corn instead of coin by accident. <laughs> so there's, I mean, my favorite Dwayne post of all time, other than his TikToks, is one where he says he's replying to coin master and he says, corn master sucks dick. <laughs> And I've just had that in my head for like <laughs> so long now. Cornmaster sucks dick. Yeah. So David, I guess like your equivalent of that is having the block party theme song stuck in your you're like you're like, yeah. oh, I am such a goblin. I walk around with the blocked party theme song, which stuck is in like my a head. totally nice song about a podcast I enjoy and listen to, as opposed totally. to being like I like Corn I read a sentence from, from the Texas pussy eater guy. <laughs> And it wasn't one of the usual things he does. This is just a regular sentence. And that's the one that gets stuck in there. Um, that's, that's I, I will say one more thing. Uh, and we, we can oh, move please. off talking about the gross <laughs> old guys. But I think it was DB. It may have been John Hendren. But one of them, it's it's their white whale. They've been looking for, and we've, t- we've discussed this before. They've been looking for a picture of an old man's dick on Twitter where you can see a toilet in the background. You can see poop in the toilet for like three or four years now. And I feel like I I actually know that that was a John Hendren thing somehow. And they finally found it and they posted in our group chat. And it was, it was just like, it was literally like everyone, everyone just losing their minds. It was, it was like the night bin Laden was killed. Everyone was just like, it was, it was just the vibe. The the rock announced it. The rock came into their slack and just announced John Cena. the, The other side of the coin that like tweet about a man, uh, like flushing a basketball down the toilet. Oh, the everybody Oliver going tweet, nuts. The this is like yeah. literally the the opposite of that. In yeah. Many ways. <laughs> yeah. So I, did, I I that wasn't giving my social media update this week, but I did want to get that uh, out there that that the picture has been found. Um, I thought that was from a while ago. Yeah, that was, was a while ago. It There's is a second it, one now. 
There's yeah, there was oh. one. Well, okay, so there was one like several months ago, but it was like you could see like a little bit of toilet paper in the in the toilet, and there was maybe like a small turd at the bottom. But like it it could have been like a shadow or something. And this one was like full on the guy's cock, and then you could see the toilet in the background, and there was just so much shit in the toilet, and it was it was just like everything you could have hoped for. I agree. <laughs> I can't think of what more you could want from yeah. a post. What a use! What a use of the royal you right yeah. there. Wow, this <laughs> is everything you've ever hoped for. <laughs> it also would have been worse to have it because then there's something faintly. Like plummy and royalish about being like it's everything that one could hope for from a post. <laughs> Jeremy yes. Irons describing a post where there's a big the pile old of man's shit and a cock was visible, and then when we look over to the toilet, it's clear it was nary a shadow nor toilet paper, but it was indeed hmm, human quite. feces <laughs> filling up the bowl. <laughs> Unfortunately for you guys, I can't find that picture. I know you guys are. Oh, oh I no. could find it, but I won't Damn do that to you guys. Don't thing, worry. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's enough. That's this is episode two hundred. We're really, you know, I was sort of thinking like this might be a way to finally break free and do the podcast of my dreams. But <laughs> nope. We're still it's just going to be another hundred episodes of this. I need to get all this shit out of the way, though, because Irene is back on on Friday and like in like three days. Uh-huh. So so Dave, Irene has been away for like a month and a half in uh, Indonesia at, oh, like wow. a, at like a yoga retreat. So I've just been like, I mean, it's a disaster. Just going feral. As I should does. be dead. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's been a long time since. I mean, I would do that fairly regularly when my wife traveled for work and stuff. But then like you spent two years like. Basically, like our shoulders or backs are touching at all times, given the size of our apartment and the fact that we're both here working all day long. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of like pent up, um, just sort of like gross man living by himself behavior like that. I thankfully have not had to really air that out yet. Like how how um, how bad is it there? I noticed well, that you have a picture up for the background, so I can't see if there's like large drifts of hair in the corner of your room or anything it's well here i can uh here one sec i'll 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 take the green screen down you don't have to do that on my account also i'm a little worried about how much hair there might be <laughs> that doesn't look so bad oh, yeah it looks okay yeah that looks I think pretty that good looks, that looks pretty nice i was expecting there to be like just a raccoon or uh or just a lot like large piles of garbage it's well, I've been sort of like, cause my worry was like, she, she's back on Friday. Like I'll do a big clean this past weekend sort of thing. And then will I be able to keep it clean, uh, for like a week? And so what I did was I did the big clean on the weekend and then I've just been kind of doing, this is something I've sort of discovered. It's a lot easier <laughs> if you just do small cleans like every day instead yeah. of letting it pile up. No, it's yeah, sort of similar learned. to like wiping yeah. your ass. It's like a s- similar principle. Yeah, but John, I don't do that anymore because of the bidet. <laughs> I know that's nice. It's great. That's a big move yeah. for you. Yeah. Do you think I bought, Irene's going to be excited about that that's when nice. she comes back? I think that yeah, that's a nice surprise. The, oh, she doesn't know that there's going to be. I, I got the bidet while she was uh, while she was out. Yeah, nice. So I think yeah, when Irene like, is away, we shall bidet. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's <laughs> the, what they're always. Before I show you what saying. what I have in the bathroom, I want you to just think about how much money we spend on toilet paper every day. <laughs> do you have a number in your head? All right. Well, that's going back into the leisure side of the ledger, and then you, and that's when you throw the door open, and there it is. 
it is like insane how much less toilet paper I've been using since we got the bidet or since yeah. I got the bidet. Like it is really, do you have a bidet as well? No, I've never used, I remember the first time I was in a hotel room that had one and I was like, something's wrong with the toilet. Like this is like <laughs> Italians are crazy. Like it was in, it was in Rome in a hotel with my family. And like, I know that everybody that's used them has said that it's like a transformative experience, not just because it's putting money back into your account that you're not spending on toilet paper, but because it's like, you know, I guess apparently uh, very pleasant. I have, uh, but I have never had the, uh, the experience. It's, I don't need to ask about how it feels on your asshole or anything like that. We've already done a lot of, for sure, a lot of stuff it involving does, it great. It does feel feels great. great. It does feel great. great. I will say, really it does feel good. Very good. Yeah. Wait. So you are both bidet well, lifestyle. He's he he bidet pilled me. Wow. Um, I used to whenever I would, yeah. when I'd record in person. Well, we still do, but like when whenever I'm over there before I got the bidet, I would always um, if I like I would I would shit at his place because of the nice. Bidet. He was um, saving it up. That's what that's homies behavior though. That's when you get over there and you're like, yo, let me exactly. lay the hammer real quick and then exactly. we can record a podcast together. Yeah. Dan, did you did you shit in John's toilet yet? No, not yet. Never. Wow, he said he was going insane. to on I the know. weekend. He said he was gonna shit in my toilet. You should toilet. almost be I offended that. by that, John. I well, especially considering what Dan eats in a day. I am offended <laughs> by that. It's almost insane. You should be glad I haven't. <laughs> that's probably that's probably true, I guess. But yeah, it is what I did really in my toilet today. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, um, but yes, Dave, it is definitely, uh, it's definitely the move. I mean, for me, it was, it was very necessary. I, I had, I had some things going on down there that it really took care of, which is great. That's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. and it's, and that's terrific. And I'd love to, you know, to talk more about that off air or yeah, you know, anytime. wherever, wherever I mean, you're send, comfortable doing it. Send me an email. I mean, this is have, not you know, a, you have a separate my... thing that you had installed in the bathroom of your home. Though. No, the, we the just contemporary bought... model is a, you know, it, sort of a bolt on device. Yeah. A tushy, I think, is the brand. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about the gesture. I did a, a kind of a Madone sort of <laughs> fingers hand gesture there to imp- show where it would go. Yeah. Again, not my best work. And I apologize. Very, for okay. very easy to install, though. Like yeah. I'm not. It I is mean, an easy install. I, it's, I, I, it's ten minutes max. I worked in a plumbing warehouse for a while, so I, I had some idea of what goes on back there. Uh, not my ass, the toilet. Yeah, no. But um, I don't know what's going on down <laughs> yeah, there. It's, it's, um, but yeah, it was like it was like ten minutes. It was very very simple, and it's it's great. I had an idea for kind of a bit, which is that I use the bidet on my penis after I'm done peeing, standing up. Um, but I I feel like that would just be like a disaster on a lot of levels. I think I yeah. think the water does shoot up. Uh, judging by how it feels on my ass, I think the water shoots up quite fast. Oh, it shoots out hard. Yeah. Yeah. It would also be hard because you'd have to bend down to like turn the knob on the bidet. Right. So it would be hard. It's not like you're kind of standing fully erect. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and then, and then it can hit your dick. Like you, you'd have to be bending down to use the knob on the bidet to also try and have it hit your, hit your penis. Right. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not worth. Nothing it in the end. worth doing in life is easy, though. I found. <laughs> it's a great point. It's a great point. So yeah. this might be one of those things where you need to blast your quads just to see if that is actually a thing worth doing. That's true. Well, it's like the whole thing with the the squatty potty, where they're like, "Oh, you guys have been shitting wrong your entire life. Speak for yourself." Right. Like, I, I'm doing. I'm doing just fine. Yeah, and I'm it, I, like again, you don't want to. You don't want to make this portion of the show go on longer than it needs to, but no, I'm perfectly this is, comfortable. This is unfortunately the show. Dave. <laughs> unfortunately, this is just the fucking show. <laughs> but <laughs> there's, yeah, I think it's fair to like call scoreboard on people when they're trying to tell you that you've never shit properly or whatever. You just like look at me, like yeah, I'm doing fine. Yeah, 
Right. Yeah. yeah. Nothing in. Yeah. And that's like, I'm sure that I've heard look at no me. good I'm things five, about five, the squad body. I'm sick. I look like I'm sick. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm this a is total me. Disaster. This is me. You're saying. Yeah. 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 Look, hey, look at the scoreboard. Look at me. Okay. I'm five, five. I'm, I'm five. I'm, I'm, I'm losing, five, losing, I'm, losing I'm, all I'm, my hair. I'm five, nine and a half. Fuck it. I look like I'm ill. <laughs> well, you know, I am. I am. People Ill-Rain. say I'm tough to be around. Okay. Look at the scoreboard. A bunch of shits to zero. Suck yeah. it, squatty potty. <laughs> yeah. I have a squatty potty, and it's actually also nice. Does it make a difference, would you say? If, look, not to make the whole show about this, as our, as our <laughs> guest really, would say, which, pretty uh, you know, I know it's disgusting. In the game for that one, I think. But, but if you're having a tough time, it is nice for that. How many, how many bathroom doodads is too many? Because we like this is an enthusiastic cosine of two, but I feel like I a have third both. makes yep. it perverted. Two feels like the limit to me. Yeah. Yeah. What would oh, be the third? Would be I'm the trying third. to think yeah. of what I don't the third even know. Is. I mean, this is the I was I like I've been surprised to learn about the first two, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like I feel a, like heated, I don't know. a heated seat, maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, that, that feels like it. that feels like it would rock, actually. Oh, it do- it does. Absolutely. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That yeah. was I uh, remember a grandparent who had a cushioned seat, and that was yes. That's a classic grandparent thing. Yeah, I feel like yeah. That was also like before they'd invented anything that was like actually good or worth spending money on, more <laughs> or less. That like there was just the best food you could get was just like a like a pork chop that had been under a broiler for forty minutes <laughs> with a sprig of parsley on the side, and like yeah. that was they were like this is it, that's the apex. <laughs> but like people were still making money and had to spend it on shit because there's nothing else to do. And so that was where you could, you know, sort of, uh, it's like the toilet seat. That's also a waterbed. That's what they had because they hadn't invented like small plates. I feel yet. like they would also have the, the toilet seat cover, like the fuzzy toilet yeah, seat cover, yeah, thing, was which big, is like, yep, what a horrible thing. idea that is. Yep. Like anything yeah. introducing more fabric to the bathroom oh. is not like, have you, did you ever go over to like a friend's house when you were younger and they had a carpeted bathroom? I was going to say in college, one yep. of the houses I lived in, uh, I had a, I had an ensuite bathroom uh, in my bedroom there and it was a carpeted it was like a classic like old victoria house uh from the 1970s or 1960s or whatever and it, it, i had the carpeted bathroom and i as a college student it kind of rocks because more often than not you're very hungover when you're <laughs> that's in there right. that's so, the time in your life when you're spending more time lying bodily on the yes. floor of your bathroom than like if you're doing everything right yeah that's like the last time you're really doing that a lot exactly so puking into the toilet was much easier because you've got you've got the carpet and then yeah. like a, a saturday morning or a sunday morning when you're you're feeling awful you go sit in the toilet you got nice warm carpet on your feet you know it's it's fantastic i feel yeah. like maybe we should maybe maybe they're onto something you know I mean, are, but just imagine how much piss and jizz is <laughs> oh, in there. There's oh, a, I yeah. mean, there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, an, just an incredible amount. I yeah. saw a carpeted kitchen in somebody's college house, and that was, an, I think, an equally bad idea. That's insane. But it That's crazy. But it was, again, it was one of those things where it was like a house that like someone had, and they knew they could rent it to like just five assholes that went to the college every yeah. year. And like they weren't going to, they were always going to pay roughly the same amount. No one was ever going to live there twice. And so it was like, just kind of, they were like, yeah, whatever. Like if I had to take that carpet up, that's like 15, 20 minutes of my life. Like maybe I have to get someone to help me. Not really my problem. I'm just going to let these guys that only know how to make tomato sauce, like for 10 years, I'm just going to let them make tomato sauce (laughs) in the kitchen with the carpet. Yeah. I have been eating a lot of uh, like tortellini since uh, Irene left. Like the, you know, you get like the big like plastic 
yep. thing of like just like a week's worth of tortellini. Um, that's kind of come back in a, in a big way in my apartment in the last month. You're eating half. the like Jim Baker survival rations. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Ben, ben Shapiro's country <laughs> captain chili or whatever. And there, just enjoying that. There needs to be a leftist version of that shit. Yeah. I guess it could just be the same thing. But just I like, think you could like with the but with like whole grains or something. In sure, it. like a vegan that would version be, of it, like right? something that just like acknowledges the realities of the last few years. Like the all the like sort of reactionary survival rations. The thing that I've always been struck by with them, and again, I know these entirely through like Vic Burger videos. Yeah. So like, I don't know what they sound like when they're not being like poured in slow motion <laughs> with like a slowed down air horn sound behind it. Like, yeah. But <laughs> there's like it is again. It's that like sort of like. Reagan era vision of food where they're like the most luxurious thing you can do is like open up a fresh can of corn. Yeah. You know, like this is like the idea of like fresh food. They were like nuts for like livestock to eat. Yeah. Before they get turned into meatloaf, which is the other thing you can eat. I feel like, yeah, I, I, I almost feel like you could sort of rebrand the, the Jim Baker stuff as, as like bachelor chow or whatever. Right? Yeah. As like a college thing. Right. Right. Like, like, like think of like, yeah, the five college guys, uh, living in one house, and they just have like a barrel of slop. Yeah, the, the communal like like barrel in the kitchen. Just a drywall-sized <laughs> barrel of things that you yeah. like, and the buddies are just like dipping a mug into for dinner, toasting. Yeah, to life. To I mean, what year? This has to happen. John, yeah. did you? What was your your college diet like? John? Wasn't that no, no, no? What did you? No, eat? I, well, you cooked, right? <sighs> I lived at home. Oh, that's so right. my college oh, yeah. diet was just like uh, right. whatever was for still dinner re- that night. still yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, that's solid. Um, I mean, I definitely when I first moved out, I went through, I went through some pretty chaotic times. I used to my main thing, and I may have I don't know if I brought this up before, but I used to in in I used to be a very picky eater. I still am, but I was like much worse when I was like in my early twenties, late teens. And I would, I, I was very averse to salad. So I invented this, like, I guess salad where it was strawberries, cucumbers, and then this like dressing that I liked. It was like a mango dressing. And that was the whole salad. And I would just have that. Like I'd, I'd go to like, yeah, I'd get some frozen chicken breasts or something from the frozen aisle, you know, fire a few of those in the oven, make some rice, and then just have that on the side as my like healthy salad. Rice as like a major component of whatever it is you're eating as a like, but just with every meal, like as if you lived in Thailand or something like that is a really good uh, post-grad thing where you're just like, here's something I know how to make. Totally. I've never like burnt or otherwise ruined it. Chicken breasts also are the same sort of thing because it's like the ceiling is very low, but also like if you cook it through, it will not make you sick. Like you will be able to finish it. Yeah. Mac and cheese. Another classic. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was I w- never a big pasta guy, so I no? always had to be no. So I always had to be a little more. I couldn't just be the like, like you said, buy the plastic bag of tortellini and a couple things of sauce, and I'm good to go. Like I never really liked that, so that's why I had to get much more creative and put strawberries and cucumbers together in a bowl. I was yeah, a big def- fan of of the Caesar wrap, the chicken Caesar wrap. Oh, that, that's that a felt big very move. special yeah. to me yeah. when I was in college. But I mean, that was just like yeah, a tortilla. Uh, maybe you get some croutons in there. You know, with like the the pre-made breads like, inside your bread. Oh, it, it the was, ultimate luxury. It's great, and then you just dump a shit ton of ranch in there as well. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, I I used to do. There was this like uh, 
butter chicken sauce in a jar oh. that I used that I used to like. And so I would make like I would make like a chicken breast and like I would make my own butter chicken basically. And then I would have naan with it. And then I came up with the idea of like, what if I put the butter chicken inside the naan? So I would make like butter chicken like quesadillas basically, where oh I would boy. take like two naan and then put the rice and the butter chicken in the middle of the naan. That sounds impossible to eat effectively. Like oh, I mean, it doesn't yeah. sound like a bad idea. Like it's definitely the idea is fully some high shit, but I'm not casting the first stone on that. But then yeah, the idea was, this like, is when I was sober as hell. Well, I still right. am. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how? So how does? How did you eat that? Other than I guess very carefully. <laughs> yeah, you like, I would like. Here. I would like cut it into four. So I'd mm-hmm. have the like the you know I'd have it re- done. Non are pretty big usually. Yeah. Like I'd used to store by the non, and then I would cut it into four. And then yeah, you just kind of had to like two hand it both at the at the back end of the and then just kind of shove it in i mean inevitably you would end up with like quite a bit left on the plate that you would clean up with your fork after but that uh, doesn't sound so bad yeah and anything that you're making where especially at that age where you're you're like not just having to do the the guy fieri bite but like actually want to do it you know like you're like i want to get a lot of this food in my mouth because i bet it's going to taste good as opposed to it just basically being the sort of thing where it's like well i cooked this spinach until it got really small (laughs) And I guess now is the time to eat it. You know, like, it seems like that's a win for you. Like, you succeeded in making something you wanted to eat. Yeah, I also think what was big for me is I felt like I invented it. Yeah. So that was yeah. like, it was like, oh, my mom says I can't cook. Look at this recipe. Like, everything was pre-made. But, yeah. like, in my mind, I'm like, well, I came up with the idea of putting it in between two nuns. So how about that? <laughs> I will say how that the guy that, that mom... That- <laughs> That was the most prolific inventor of that type of food in my circle of friends when I was younger, became a restaurant chef. Like at the time, he was just like all of us was just doing like bummy temp jobs and stuff. And then, you know, I'd see him and he'd be like, I invented something last night. I called it the guac stack. And it's just like something that would be just like a guacamole milfoy sort of like a just a large format thing that was filled with green ooze. And like, then that guy became like, he cooked at like Michelin starred restaurants and stuff. Like he got really wow. good. Yeah. So I, I mean, he did have to go to saying. culinary school, but yeah, that creative impulse that you had in there, like if you had followed that all the way through, you could have become the character, the bear from the hit FX series, <laughs> the bear. I um, think it would be hard if you don't like a lot of stuff to be like a good yeah. cook. Like I'd be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Michelin star chef, but my dishes don't have um, <laughs> onions, <laughs> raw tomatoes, cumin, I, I, peppers. Uh, what else? I don't really I, No, There's no pasta. I don't like that. Uh, nope. You know, yeah. Uh, were, I may, yeah, I may have just... to run to the door, by the way, quickly, because my Dr. Evil costume just got here. Jesus Christ. Um, and that's like, I'm a hundred percent serious. You should. All right. All right. So do you, do you want to take, I can get some water yeah, while you get your Dr. Evil costume. Well, this is right where we're at our social media update. So Stefan has forced me to do a segue that is not even, this is classic, <laughs> like episode 200. I was like, I got a nail. Did you, ha- did you have a good segue ready to go? Speaking of being evil, Stefan okay. is being very evil by not giving me the chance to do a good segue. That but was let's a move segue, on to though. our that's social media that was updates. Good. What a good segue. Boy, was it smooth. Stefan and John are going to bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied takes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social, social, social media. 
videos. Okay, Dave, what's going on on your social media? Uh, I've actually been pretty light on it since I I was away. Um, I was on vacation for a couple weeks and managed more or less to not be online all the time, which was good. I think that was probably one of the bigger wins. I had like a couple, you know, really good sandwiches and stuff. And I spent some time with family and that was nice as well. But uh, mostly it was, I think I missed a couple of like whole news cycles about things and it felt great. I did, uh, we, this will sort of, I guess, not spoil because he hasn't actually blocked me, but I did manage to reply to Eric Erickson when I was up there, if you know who that is. Oh, that he somehow is not, I'm really mean to him. I'm like really been, rude to him. I've been mean to him. I went back and looked because I was trying to figure out if he had blocked me, he hasn't. I've been mean to him for like four years on a pretty regular basis. And he had a post uh, that that really stayed with me that I remember replying from literally being driven around in the back seat of my father-in-law's car. Like we were driving to a national park. We were going to yeah. go to a scenic location and like walk around on rocks. It's going to be a really nice, wholesome time. Yeah. And somehow while we were being driven, I decided to look at my phone and see Eric Erickson say that he has to drive like 80 miles each way to get to his job every day, which is just, it was all an attempt to sort of like tag a, Joe Brandon with his with uh, with the high gas prices and he's making it hard for the working man and stuff. It was like anti electric car too. I it think, was anti. Right? Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. The electric car just isn't feasible for someone yeah. like him that has to drive apparently <laughs> from you- the state of <laughs> Alabama to <laughs> suburban Atlanta every single day and then drive oh back to be Which on the radio for that. like four hours and then like it's. I don't even like. What is his job? I th- I think he has a radio show, but again, you could just do like he could just do that from home, right? Like all of us, again, uh, you know, varying degrees of of success at being adults here, but all of us are doing it. Okay, is that? I feel like that's re- a shot at me because I'm dressed like Doctor Evil, right? That's now. not well. <laughs> all right, well, that would be profiling, and that would be wrong of me <laughs> to do that. I would never do that. But yeah, Eric Erickson should not have to drive an hour and a half to do what we're doing right now. Like he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. That's fine. But like you can play, it's like a USB-C thing. It goes from the back of the mic into your computer and you can just do it. But, he, uh, he had so the I whole did thing reply about... to him and I, I said that I thought that it was very smart that he did that and that I was sorry that I was late about replying. <laughs> and that was the moment I think, no, sending that and then like being aware that there was like a conversation happening between my wife and her dad and that all the scenery going by was very beautiful. Yeah. And then I still took the time to do that. I would say that it was like a moment for me where I realized something. It, I mean, it very obviously was not. Uh, I wouldn't be here if I was the person that that could learn lessons from things like that. <laughs> but that you, was, you, uh, and, you and us both. Right. But that was, uh, I think that was the most profound. That, and then there's a, a picture I saw of Donald Trump shaking hands with Shaba Ranks at the 92 Grammys. Those were the two big mm. I saw uh, that as well. It was a very good handshake, too. It is. It's kind of a confusing handshake. Trump is just sort of making a fist and Shaba's And they're like beside each other, too, but facing forward, sort of. So it's like a little, it's like kind of across the body a little bit as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. It's not, yeah. and Shaba is, of course, is dressed incredibly. I mean, he's wearing like basically a, a like a Nicole Bobek figure skating outfit. Like there's a lot of ruffles and and, yeah. and elements and decolletage. And Trump is dressed like Trump. I mean, he's like wearing one of the two outfits he wears. There's like the one where he wears like pajamas that have his name on it. That's the one he wears during the day. And then he yeah. puts on a suit at night. Yeah. 
Uh, the Eric Erickson thing that always sticks with me, and I think I replied to the electric car tweet with it, was a reference to uh, the time he posted about how he forgot he had like a radio interview. So yes. he had to walk three quarters of a mile back to from like a restaurant to his house to do it. And you got all these blisters on his feet. And it's like, that's like very easy. That's like, you should be able to, you're like an able body. Like you should be able to do that. You know, yeah, it's it was an, like, that is an iconic post. Yeah. It was like the worst day of his life. If you, if you like read the post, he's As so I recall, upset. they canceled the interview on him. And so it's one yeah. of those posts. Like there used to be a lot of these in the sort of conservative media sphere where they would be like, well, guess I'm stuck in an elevator again. And like, that's the whole post. Yeah. And so this was definitely him, not just like posting an L, but it was like, it was a, like a compound L. Like it was like, so I'm at a shitty restaurant with my family who I don't talk to, by the way. <laughs> and then I realized I got to go on some asshole's radio show. Like I have to go on Hugh Hewitt's show or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had to walk eight blocks like a fucking schnook. <laughs> and I thought I was going to die because it was 68 degrees outside. Like, it was just like everything about it is sort of like just a nesting doll of him not being capable of doing stuff. There there are three types of conservative posts that are so they're, and they're all very similar. So there's there's those ones where it's like something bad has happened to me. There's the ones where it's like the uh, the gateway pundit where he's like listing all of the maladies he has. It's incredible. One of my uh, favorite observations of yours, I think, ever. It's so you said good. that used to be his bio. I like he it had was like a website. Bi- yeah, it I it's it's crazy. I I think maybe he's changed his bio since then, but his bio used to be like all like every li- a list of like every heart attack, every stroke he's had. <laughs> uh oh, I am like missing an eye now somehow. Um like it was just it was just incredible. And the other one that I really was really like Was it separated? Did he have the little dots so it would just be like I think so, yeah. It, it <laughs> three-time was, embolism, dick don't work. Yeah. <laughs> gatewaypundit.com. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. And then again, another similar. These are all I feel like sub-genres within one genre. Um and this is where uh a conservative guy lists all of the insults he's received after posting something inflammatory yeah, uh, yeah. earlier in the week. Um and it's like, "Oh, okay." Great. Those are all really funny. Thank you for yep. putting them all in one place <laughs> for me to read. <laughs> it's, it's like Alton Lister reposting the video where Sean Kemp dunks on him. Like, being yeah. like this is what I have to deal with at work every day. <laughs> I think the one, uh, I feel like I maybe reposted it at some point, but it was the, uh, it was a Tory uh, in, in England who posted, uh, I think it ended up being, it was like polenta or something, but it looked like weird fries that he was having. Um, <laughs> and, and just having an insane dinner uh and he posted like a list of insults he received for it was like a young a young tory guy young conservative guy and he's like uh yeah someone called me like a six chip twat or something (laughs) (laughs) i mean but then it was like a a bullet point list of just like uh, you know variations on a theme and like those so those are like the three conservative types of posts to me and they're all they're all equally good yeah i guess the sad part of that though is that they all work yeah, I guess like it's all, you know, the like all the conservative grifters who are just like, yeah. oh, yeah, I've had four strokes and, my, you know, my life I got I caught malaria when I went to Seattle, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then and then people are like, oh, my God, he's got malaria. I've got to give him five. I got to set up a recurring donation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, Stefan, like we got to be taking notes. I think I know. we've we've talked for a long time about grifting, but maybe now that we're we've turned over the leaf into the 200s. It's time to fully grift. And I we mean, need, like, we need to release like a coin of some kind. I think. Do you have a, a oh. tabloid in your town that would let you do this? Because the New York Post is really good Ooh. for stuff here where it's like basically 
it sort of functions like next door for people that don't know how to like use their phones. Mm. And so it, it's like, if there's a store, like anytime, like a homeless person eats from a salad bar in the, in Manhattan, the post has like five bylines on that story because someone like leaks it to them and then they run it down. And they were like, it wasn't what anyone expected at like cafe business lunch when like a, like a disgusting vagrant came in and like helped himself to some lettuce and then they just, you know, will report that whole deal. But that seems like a really, if you were willing to um, go to hell when you yeah. die, <laughs> yeah. that's a really good type of uh, business mm. to get into. I, I feel like the closest thing to that in Vancouver is maybe like the province. That's like, is that yeah, the that's, more that's tabloidy the, one? But Definitely. Yeah. I mean, oh, there's a lot of like anti-homeless rhetoric in, in Vancouver yeah, and in the media and stuff too. So, um, yeah, I mean... I don't think there's a, there's not a New York Post equivalent. Toronto has the Toronto Sun. Yes, which, which seems like be, an incredible paper. That's the New York it's, Post. Of, it's of really Canada. special. Yeah. yeah, maybe we maybe we could get in the Toronto Sun. We just yeah. gotta get a byline with uh, Joe Warmington. Yes, yeah, he blocked Raina Duris, and yep. you know we could just have uh, he could become our new pal. You had someone mm-hmm. on who was who got blocked by Joe Warmington. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, yeah. incredible. I did not listen to that episode, but that's quite an achievement. I will seek yep. that out. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Raina Dura, she hosts um, World Cafe on NPR, and uh, is is a Canadian as well. Wow. So yeah, she got into it with Joe, and and yeah, it was great. Well, we also had uh, yes for sure, and we also had Michael Bellazzo talking about getting blocked. Like the paper got really mad at him because he started a blog where he was. What was it, Stephanie? He was like dissecting some of the stories that were in the Toronto Sun or something, and they I told him so. they sent him like a C and D, and he had to like stop <laughs> making fun of their stories or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Stefan, what's going on in your social media? Uh, so I've gotten really into, do you guys, do you guys have Twitter circles yet? No, no. I think I could turn it on, but I haven't done it. Yeah, I, I, I recommend assume it's it. the same for me. It's I it's Dan. Do you use it at all? Do you have it? I think I used it to post goatsy one time to like. <laughs> yeah, that's people. what. So everything that <laughs> oh, I, I do have that a, I've yeah, seen can... people like their first post is always like, well, at least I know only people that I care about are seeing this. Yeah. Here's the worst image that you could look at. <laughs> yeah. I, well, <laughs> so I've been right. using it like I've been using it a lot. I feel like I'm posting more on on circles than, and you guys are all in in my circle, so uh, you've maybe seen uh, some of it. But who knows with with how Twitter works, obviously. Yeah, I've seen. Um, it. I've, seen I've seen a few. It's great. I, I use it to post pictures of uh, of, of Kiki. Uh, I've been using it to make fun of uh, Jesse Single. Um, today, the big one today for me, and I, I feel like a lot of people agree with me, and I, I'd like to get some opinions on this. I've talked about, I think, one of these opinions before, and I believe John. Well, you replied to me, John. I think you do agree with me on this. Um, there's a Golden Eye remake coming out, so people are talking about Golden Eye. I'm not a Golden Eye fan. That's insane. Uh, I I didn't I didn't I don't hate it. I feel like the controls are just so bad. I actually saw a couple of dissenting things about GoldenEye today. I, people I, that were like it was mid when it came out. Like but they, it definitely is like posting that in their circles because they do not want yeah. to get yelled at. And that and that's exactly what I did as well, right? So mm-hmm. I, I said that Perfect Dark was better than GoldenEye. Yeah. Which I 100% stand by. I think that's Oh, even... yeah. No shit. <laughs> Wait, do you that's agree with thing- that? Well, but this is the thing I don't understand, okay? And this yeah. is, and I'm not trying to even, this is not like a hot taker. I'm not trying to no, dunk no. on anybody, whatever. But it's like, oh, you mean the game that came out three years later and didn't have to be based on a movie license and no. had the expansion pack, so it had an extra four bits? I know, and it was had better a, weapons. Was a better and, game? You but don't say. I've like, gotten, that's, 
But I've no gotten shit. Push, I've gotten pushback on that opinion before, is what I'm saying. And, no, and, and, I, I, and I get that because people are nostalgic for Gold. Exactly. But yes. I think if you I went back and Gold and I way yes. more than Perfect Dark, but I do think Perfect Dark. Is I, a I was the game. opposite. I, I mean, I played both, but Perfect Dark had a better story mode. Uh, it had better better guns. Uh, I mean, the graphics. I guess it had better graphics, but looking back, they're essentially the same. Um, but again, it had the same sort of controls i believe too so the controls are always going to be an issue going back the other opinion i have and i feel like this one is is kind of getting more and more mainstream which i like is that diddy kong racing uh wipes the floor with mario kart 64 oh i I saw that post too and i was (laughs) that was it was also one of those things where that was like actually i think a pretty wholesome way to use twitter circles because i was like i don't have an opinion on this like i didn't play enough games but like I know that this means a lot to Stefan to be able to post this sort of thing. Yeah, I was I, glad that you were able to get that out there. I I've said like I've I've I think I've publicly said the Diddy Kong Racing one before, like on the stream, and I, I may have even tweeted it once. Um, I stand by that a hundred percent, and I, I John, I know you do too. I mean, it's just it's, it's just not a even close. Game. No, it's not even close. No, thank you. Thank like, you. I mean. And first of all, Mario Kart 64 is probably the worst Mario Kart. So you can, uh, we can I would already... say the, su- the Super Nintendo one is probably worse, I would say. Stefan. I, I would say the N64 one is better than the Super Nintendo one. Stefan. Come on, that's true. Stefan. That's just true. Should I try to steer things back towards the, the toilet full of shit? stuff we were doing earlier (laughs) i mean stefan is already that's where his opinions belong (laughs) so you might as well steer it back into there but no okay whatever i don't need to get in we don't need to get into that the best mario kart is the newest mario kart of course that goes and some people will disagree with you on that and say double dash and those people are fucked but but then there are other (laughs) games like smash bros the best smash bros is n64 smash bros sure that's not that's not disputable Dan looks from like someone who I hate yeah. Smash Bros. I, I think okay, it's a stupid enough. game. So yeah. I'm just like, whatever. People are going to get mad at me for that. But I mean, Diddy Kong Racing. Okay. First of all, you got three vehicles Thank already, you. already, yeah. already. Well, the the airplane alone, airplane alone, pushes I mean, it already, over the edge. already yeah. we're in there. Then you've you have got, a hub world. You have a hub world. You've got a hub world. You have a hub world. You got a hub world. You got bonus games, right? You've got yeah. Fire Mountain. You've yep. got the whatever the other ones are called, <laughs> but Fire Mountain with the dinosaur eggs. And then yep. you've got the ones where it's like a Mario Kart battle mode. And then you have the one where you have to um, what's the what's the third type? There's two battle modes. There's one Fire Mountain where you pick up the dinosaur eggs and drop them in your nest. And then what's the fourth one? It's like I'm, you ca- I'm you looking to, it up right now. <laughs> it's like you have to carry something for a certain amount of time. Is that it? I can't remember. There, I think there's a, there's, there's, a a third. Cap, there's a capture the flag one. There's deathmatch. Uh, and then, yeah, capturing the eggs. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. anyway, what I'm saying is. And then. And, and also. To boss get, races. To, to get the game modes, you have to collect keys that are hidden around uh, the map. The courses. Yeah. You got, you got, bo- you got, you got boss races. You got the mirror, the special track where you have to collect yeah. eight coins and win the race. Yeah, there's no, I mean, it's just no, there's no story in Mario Kart 64 either. It's a they're way, just, they're just racing. It's a way better. It's a way better game. I mean, yep. it's not even close. I mean, if you yep. think Mario Kart 64 is better than Diddy Kong Racing, you're fucked. Now, gold, John, gold, is that, sorry, go ahead, David. Is that an opinion that you would not put out outside of your your Twitter circle? No, I would put it out, but I I have one tenth of the followers, Stefan. Okay. So it's less of a risk. For I me. was worried. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't as worried about the Diddy Kong Racing opinion. Uh, I th- I think that one is more. Acceptable. I feel like that's a pretty fashionable opinion. I feel like yeah. it's more like because I was if I was talking shit on Goldeneye on the timeline, 
like the day the GoldenEye remake was announced. And like, I feel like it's one of those things where the algorithm might catch it and I just get a bunch of like horrible replies from people. Yeah. And yeah, um, I think the GoldenEye one is like, I've heard people say like actually Josh Custodio past yeah. guest of this program. He, he says that like, you can't say that GoldenEye is like one of the best games ever because it, it's like unplayable now, which like, I don't it, it, agree yeah. with that. If, if I, the game needs all new controls now, like, yeah, like you, if you, if you can honestly say you could go back and play the N64 Goldeneye now and the controls are good. Yeah. I mean, I that's wouldn't, psychotic. I wouldn't say that, yeah. but I would say that I'd enjoy playing Goldeneye. Sure. Like go, I that's did. Fine. I, I yeah. mean, it was about probably five or six. Well, no, it's going back before seven years ago. Maybe I went back and beat the game on double O agent. Cause I never did that when I was younger and it's still good. I mean, it, it's still like, I, I get it. Yes. The controls are a little dodgy, whatever, but like, it's a good game. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad game. I just think Perfect Dark is better. Um, yeah. But that's what I'm that's using Twitter circles fair. for. I think I think it's, you know, obviously it, Twitter, it's not an original feature from Twitter. They took it from Instagram, close friend, whatever, wherever they took it from. But it is a good feature that Twitter has added. Uh, it's like the second ever good feature that Twitter has added after the mute option. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, and you guys should. You guys should try it out. It's a lot of fun. I have fun. a friend who's already had a Twitter circle mishap. Like a woman that I'm friends with who's like like a young person living an interesting life in New York City who also happens to be a Yankees beat writer and was like using the circles to post like funny stuff about her life and then her actual like the non-circles things to post just like Oswald Peraza is not going to be in the lineup tonight. Like he hurt right. his toe yesterday. And she like put one of the funny posts out for the like 90,000 followers that are mostly there to like for gambling intelligence or to like yell at her about being too easy on whatever Aaron Hicks. And that was a, I like that introduced an element of risk to it that I don't think would have been there before. Yeah. That, yeah, that's like the true. old yeah. the old times when people would still like tweet from their phones and yeah. then they, they would think it was like a DM that they were yeah. sending and then it went out. There's an old curler who still does that and it rocks. <laughs> he's like he's like a very very well known, very famous curler who's in his late fifties and uses Twitter. And I would say at least once a curling season, there's a clear DM that he posts as a tweet, and I I love it every time. Some of my favorite posts that are on there are those. There's the um the uh the sheriff that used to host the crazy oh, John chases show. <laughs> It's I like, have to I, I have to see you. I have to see you now to somebody that just kind of like looks like him wearing a wig. Just it was like a an old it was a psychic. It was like a psychic medium. And then he That's, just and then he never posted again, but he's like still alive. Yeah. yeah. John uh Bunham or something. And then Bunnell, uh, yeah. And I get Bunnell, right. And then the infamous Dean Norris sex gifts post, which is one yes. of the best. And the, really the, one of the, the best Ray Allen one is another classic. That one's a bit more explicit. Oh but, yeah, uh, that's that's like a that's a, a Dwayne it's TikTok a Dwayne transcript TikTok. basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh John, what's going on, on your social media? Well, this happened like by the time you hear this episode, this will actually be a couple weeks old, but I wanted to save it for episode two hundred. Uh, because you know, it's a big, it's a big moment for us. And I wanted to make sure I had a good social media update. And so, you know, obviously I got married in May at the end of May and my wife, Becca is very online. And in fact, I think most people would say her Twitter brand is making fun of me online and that's what people love her for. And it's great. She's very funny. And so obviously with her also being online, 
we've kind of been brainstorming about like what type of wife guy I would be because, you know, I'm I'm a wife guy and it was sort of like, you know, what kind of wife guy am I going to be? And then Becca last week, or I guess two weeks ago, by the time you hear this was like laid up in bed all week, she had a, a bad back and there was like no inciting incident. It was just like one day her back just started hurting. And then by the end of the day, she like couldn't move it, couldn't get out of bed. Didn't, didn't work for like a week. So she went to the physio and the physio was like, Oh, you have scoliosis. Did you know that? And she was like, no, I didn't. And I think it's like slight. It's not like a huge issue, but I've always thought that she walked like I could like once she said she had scoliosis, I was like, yeah, you know, you kind of walk a little lopsided, whatever. And so, uh, <laughs> That's so a, anyway, that type of wife guy, then the one I am a scoliosis. Like, I've always thought that you were, you had yeah, a I've, I've always thought gate. you had scoliosis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I used to curl with a guy who had bad scoliosis, so I kind of know what the walk looks like. Okay. But uh, as opposed to good scoliosis, but uh, yeah, so that's yeah. the uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> that was uh, that was Doctor Evil taking over. Sorry. <laughs> I like that you took the suit jacket off, but you're still wearing the bald cap. I was wondering if we were going to be allowed to note that because oh, it's, yeah, not, can, it's not a visual that. medium. But there was a yeah. moment where <laughs> Stephen took the Doctor Evil costume off while he was talking too. Like he was just yeah. like, "Get me out of this fucking thing!" Like I'm going off right now. Yeah, the way you might uh, take your shirt off before you got in a fight. Yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, so I would like to officially announce I'm a scoliosis wife guy. Um, wow. My my wife has a, a crooked spine. And, um, you know, it's kind of on brand for, for both of us, I would say. Becca's had some health challenges and uh, we've had to work through them together. And this is just yet another potential health challenge that I think we're both ready for. And um, I think, you know, look, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school. Scoliosis is just a funny word. So yeah. to just say that you're the scoliosis wife guy, and it is, as someone else pointed out, Cam pointed out in the mentions, it's kind of, I am kind of like a my curvy wife, but like it's her spine. Yep. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Scoliosis so sort of sounds like a, uh, like a deli meat that David Brooks would order. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When he brings his, his housekeeper to a saloon <laughs> yeah. and she's unsure what it is. He's like, exactly. that's actually different types of pig parts. <laughs> I don't think yeah. you'd like it. Let's get you something that you might like, a paste or a gruel of something. <laughs> this, exactly. That is, of all the things for it, your wife to have, school, I, like, it's not so serious that you can't do spoofs and goofs either, right? Like, exactly. it's, it's okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you just have a little fun with it. And it's good. And yeah, she said, like, Becca's own, so she had tweeted about it. Um, she said, I got diagnosed with scoliosis today after spending the last week in bed in absolute mind-bending agony. But the only important thing you need to know is this story is that John, you need to know in this story is that John finally got to discover what type of wife guy he is. And there's a picture of me and it says scoliosis wife guy on it. And then in the reply, she said, some wife guys get to see their wives mope when the fajita cheese doesn't show up or get to watch their wife roll down a cliff. But scoliosis <laughs> wife guys get to do things like put on, like put socks on their wives or help them turn over in bed. Wow. And uh, that's true. You're I do a king, John. Yep. Well, you know, I'm trying my best. Dave, you're married. Do you know what type of wife guy you are? Have you and your wife ever discussed this? I'm not like in terms of like taxonomizing it, like. Kate is extremely not online, which is good right. for her and I think good for us in general because it means that I can sort of caper about and be disgusting without anybody, without <laughs> her judging me more than that. Like I'll show her a tweet every now and then that I think she's going to enjoy, not by me, but by like other people. 
That'd be but, awesome if you were showing her your own tweets. Like, yeah, in bed like, at the end of the night. Right? Like, your day? I yeah. fucking got this tweet off and people yep. loved it. <laughs> I got four figgies on that one. That's likes. That's what we call them, figgies. That's four figures. Thought I was going to hang a 50,000 burger on them, but yeah, that's how you get. You that's know. how we talk. Yeah. Yes. That's And that's just normal online talk. That's locker, online talk. That's online, bro. That's banter. online boys hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I mean, I feel like there's there's definitely like it's undeniable that I am that. And yet all the brands that I've had like sort of hung on me as like like if you were to ask my coworkers to describe what type of like wife guy I am, like they would it would all come back to the fact that when I used to record when I was at Deadspin, I would record our podcast on Wednesday mornings and I would walk back up to the office from the where the studio was. And I would always buy fish at the green market to cook that night. And so for them, they're like, I'm, I'm a fish guy. Like, I'm like, they're, they're like, oh yeah, mackerel Dave. He always brings, you know, he's always coming into the office with three quarters of a pound of scallops, like a fucking freak. And first of all, it's normal to buy fresh fish and cook it. I'm good at it. It's something I've come to enjoy. She doesn't eat meat. So that's like pretty much where you're, you know, where you're going to get a lot of your protein. And yet like, so I think that there is like an annoying, like cooking food type element to it like i think that they think of it as being like they think of me as a raccoon and kate as being my my human wife and i am (laughs) and the fish is the thing that i bring back to her like the garbage that i had like sort of uh rummaged around for and found i do like mackerel dave that's a good yeah uh, yeah that's pretty solid yeah i'll tell you something else for because it's such an oily fish it's very difficult to overcook Oh, oh interesting. So that's and news look, you can and, use. And now, yeah, I was going to say, you're showing off. You're showing yeah, your, you know, the bank. people were well, listening and they're like, I bet Dave doesn't know anything about fish. I bet he's lying and he doesn't even cook fish. Right. And then you just drop that knowledge no, on them. No, it's everything that I, look, everything that I say is 100% real. And that's like, and I say that all the time. And people are like, why do you say stuff like that? It makes you sound like Carmelo Anthony in 2007 in a <laughs> slam interview. <laughs> why would you talk that way? <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I, I walk that, that talk. Um, it is also weird because it's like the, the way that my coworkers talk about it, they're like, yeah, you, you bring fish into the office and then just like leave it on his desk. And that's, no, I didn't do that. You put it in the fridge. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I'm not trying to make anybody sick. I love that. Well, it's a good it's a good thing to be. And another good thing to be is blocked. Pretty good. Well right? done. That was Speaking good. That, let's yeah. move on to okay. our block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tail. Woo. No longer can see the post. It's a block tail. Woo. You probably deserved it. It's a block tail. All right, Dave. You're a scamp. You get four figgies online. You yeah, get you routinely. drop fifty you drop fifty burgers on them. <laughs> <laughs> Who you been blocked by lately? I haven't this was something I was talking to Stefan about it and he, I felt bad that like I haven't been so this is why I was thinking about Eric Erickson earlier. I was like just going through the list of all the people that I'm rude to online and I haven't I don't think I've been blocked by anybody recently. And the people that I have been blocked by are like the sort of like annoying conservative politics poster that I would reply to in a weak moment. But I can't figure out there's not like a thing where I could be like, this is the thing that I said to hotline Josh (laughs) that made him decide that he just couldn't see me in his mentions anymore. Like it's all it's 
cumulative. It's all like, you know, four years old. And most of it is just like, it's not me being funny. It's just like me being like myself or being tagged into things. I, this is the, the element of it. So like the guys that I had been blocked by that I was sort of like, I mean, it wasn't people that I ever followed or whose posts I wanted to see are like that sort of like Republican political influencer type guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not Eric Erickson, despite the fact that I've been a dick to him online for six years, which again is one of those things that if I were somebody who was inclined to feel bad about stuff like that, uh, that would surely be a thing I would feel bad about. Um, but you know, we've established what type of person I am. The other stuff was like, it, so people would like tag me in when one of those guys would do a post that was getting ratioed and it's not, the sort of thing that really, it doesn't work like that anymore because now there's quote tweets, but there was a moment where when a tweet was doing very badly, it would get a lot of replies, a small amount of retweets and a smallish amount of faves. And the way that that would line up, it would look like the uh, triple slash line for a baseball player having like a bad season right? or just like a regular or sometimes a good season, you know, that it's like if you get like 310 replies and 18 retweets and 95 faves, that's like a good Bobby Abreu season, <laughs> you know? And so I would, a lot of the times that I think I wound up, like the bit where like Hotline Josh or Comfortably Smug or whatever, when they just couldn't take it anymore, it was like the third time that I would get t- like jumped into something where they would have tweeted something stupid and they're getting boat raced and they'd be like, who do you think this looks like? And I'd, like all that those guys are seeing for me is just me tweeting like, Drew Butera or, you know, like Jeff Francoeur, maybe we'll see how it goes. And like, I think at some point they were just like, I don't know who these people are. I don't like that this person is saying the names of like 2007 MLB guys in my replies. And that's what I was actually blocked for. Not any of the stuff where I was like trying to be so mean to fucking Mike Huckabee that he would like reconsider his whole thing. That just rolls off their back. But like, me doing stupid baseball jokes is actually the thing that is more irritating to these guys, which was kind of, in some ways it was frustrating. And then in another way I was like, well, you know, whatever, like it, it is very on brand it one way you. or the other. It, it is very much. David it's very Roth. on brand for yeah. you. Yeah. Cause you're saying to them, Hey, you want to remember some guys. Right. And, and they're and like, they don't. no, I don't. Want like, to no, I don't. All. Yeah. You know what I bet it is though, too, is like, cause I'm guessing the way that these sort of like idiots think, is they're thinking that you're it's almost like a threat or something because yeah. it's like a name they don't recognize. So it's like you're tweeting these weird names at them <laughs> and they're true. like, is this like a hit? Is this like a hitman or is yeah. he is he threatening me with like, yeah, exactly. Like right. uh, Jeff Kent is going to come over and beat the shit out of me or whatever, you know, like it's just that takes them at, like so i feel like that's probably some of it too is there i do like the idea of them seeing like richie sexon in there and being like what this, who's this a marxist or some kind <laughs> yes. of a theorist there's an x in it that's, yeah. there's an x in marxism well i'm not going to google it because yeah. then it's going to be then they'll know but yes yeah i, yeah, I feel so like I wonder also if maybe the, that's part of it the thing with ratios now is that you'll you'll get like now it's like a thing that like kids will say yes. they, and they will just say the word ratio and it works oftentimes for them. And it's like, yeah. I'll, I've, I've, I've tried to do that with Jesse. I've, I've replied to Jesse with uh, common Jesse L a couple times. Yep. And it just gets him really mad at me, which I guess is like, yeah, that's, I mean, right, that's so what I was looking we're to We're both do. doing what we're setting out to do. Yeah. 
it's just like one of those things where that's not working the way that you want it to now. The way no, no. And like Twitter definitely like changed the way that those numbers are recorded, not because of like how powerfully annoying my comparisons to Matt Diaz were to comfortably <laughs> smug. Like, I don't think that was the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever, but there is definitely like, yeah, the, that word. And then that concept has kind of just sort of like, um, it's changed. It's, now lot. it's more yeah. about like getting killed in the quote tweets or whatever, yeah. but they, yeah. So they made it their own, which is kind of irritating. Mm-hmm. I wonder, yeah. I hope a student says that in one of my classes. No, I haven't heard a kid say ratio out loud. Yeah. L plus or, or, ratio. But plus I, hope, your teacher. I hope that comes. Yeah. Co- I hope common that comes. Mr. Colin L. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that'd be sick. Hey, so if, like, any, if any of like John's a... students are listening to this, uh, please say that to him. Yeah, give him some gamer trash talk <laughs> in the classroom. Yeah. Give me, fire me up. I had a kid the other day ask me if I like baby Keem. So what is that? Okay, now this is going to make me sound really old and stupid, but is that is that a rapper or is that like a Keemstar thing? Better you Baby ask Keem than is me. A, is a rapper. Yeah. Okay, all right, that's kind and of I, which what I, I knew that. I sure. knew that. The problem is that you don't. The hard part of anytime you're sort of getting into like a remember some guys or like who are your guys with teenagers is you don't know who of your guys as a 36 year old man is still cool to teenagers. Yes. Cause like I do listen to hip hop and I do like hip hop, but I'm not, but I'm not, you know, I'm not in their I'm not in their sphere. I don't know all the Lils and Youngs and right. You've got like and, other you know, things going on. In your I got life. other shit going. I don't have time for Baby Keem, Baby yeah. Dream, you know, whatever. So this kid. So what I thought was good. So this kid was like, Oh, what hip hop do you listen to? So I led with Denzel Curry. I was like, I like Denzel Curry. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay. okay, that's like you know, he's like a buzzy younger guy. You know, that did not fly. They didn't <laughs> like that. De- they didn't like the Denzel Curry. Wow. Thing. It yeah. wasn't that they were like that sucked, but it almost seemed like they, they were, like, were that sort guy's of like, like twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> that's like an old. Who's the fuck is Denzel? That's <laughs> yeah. what old white guys listen to. Right. That's basically like true. they look at a picture of him and it's just the same as Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yes. Like, well, exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And but then so then I was like, oh, you know, and I was like going and I'm trying to couch it because I'm like, you know, because there's this one kid was talking to me about it. And I was like, well, you know, going back in the day, like Kanye was always like one of my guys. And he was like, oh, yeah, Kanye's dope. And I was like, Kanye okay. is dope to you. Yeah. <laughs> like I would have thought for no, for sure, Kanye would have been a big fat like, you yeah. know, but apparently that worked. So I so sometimes you just got to stick with your guys is what I'm saying. Wow. Trust your stuff. Trust your stuff, baby. Just trust your stuff. Uh, We got a great listener block this week. This one actually kind of fits in with the theme because Stefan, you and I had sort of uh, tiptoed around uh, that, you know, maybe we'd try to get Mark Hoppus on the show uh, from Blink-182. And so one of our listeners, James, I guess, sort of thought that maybe we would wait until episode 200 to have Mark Hoppus on... We, I don't you know. found we somebody much more famous than that. <laughs> yeah, much, much <laughs> Great cooler, work. much cooler than Mark Hoppus. But it just is funny that this kind of ties in. So uh, this is from James, uh, who got blocked by Mark Hoppus, which oh, is, wow. that, that's that's tough. Uh, so James says, hi, Block Boys. On the off chance, episode 200 is Mark Hoppus versus somebody. I think it's about time I submitted my only true embarrassing block. 
mainly because it haunts me constantly, even though I bring it up in jest often. After all, it was in my pinned info tweet for a long time. I am blocked by Mark Hoppus. I'm a fucking idiot. I'd like to preface this a little by saying I started listening to Block Party in early 2019, and this block happened in May of that year. Whenever y'all debuted the Block Tales bumper theme music, whenever I heard you probably deserved it the first time, I knew that this DuckTales parody was McDucking with me personally. <laughs> um, and it was. That's why we commissioned that song. We didn't even commission it. Someone just sent it to us. A couple of friends and I were driving over to Bledfest, a now defunct day-long music festival in Michigan that had a bunch of punk and indie acts perform in a giant high school from Philadelphia. The drive was almost over when I saw Mark tweet something like, thinking about becoming a jewel bro. Thoughts? Blink, and that's Jewel, J-U-U-L. Right. Yeah. Uh, Blink had just released a song from their upcoming- He was upcoming- about following Jewel Kilcher on tour. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he was like, we should- we should have she should come out and just play foolish games before yeah, we play. <laughs> Duet about becoming hands. a jewel, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love Jewel. Um, fun fact: her like poetry book is like one of the best selling books of poetry of all time. That yeah, came out in like the early wow. aughts. People loved Jewel back then, uh, and still now. Uh, so anyway, Blink had just released a song from their upcoming ninth album, and I tweeted something like, "You already are, bro. Have you heard the new Blink?" Bad. You mean. Too mean. Yeah, I've been yeah. trying to get Mark's attention for years. Blink-182 is my second favorite band after the Backstreet Boys. I've been listening <laughs> since I was six, so I've grown up with Mark, Tom, and Travis. I used to write long, weepy screeds about being disabled in his ask box on Tumblr, letting him know Adam's song was some sort of personal anthem. It's funny that one time for a social media update, Stefan brought up modern baseball because I got verified when I started really covering that band as a music writer in college. And the one time I decided to be dorky in his replies, he replied, ha ha, terrific. And I never saw another post of his on Twitter. I kept watching him on Twitch and jamming plus 44 every day, but not before I edited the Mark Hoppus wiki to add that Mark's career reached a new avenue when he blocked James Cassar on Twitter.com. <laughs> Needless to say, I was bummed and having reaped what I sowed, I was acting like a little brat. In Mark's defense, a lot of people were railing on that song and he had basically just been giving out blocks to anybody trolling him, so I get it. Had he scrolled back even a little, he would have probably seen me lovingly praise his band. The lesson here is a collection of moments doesn't really matter if you're needlessly a rude dude to your favorite band's bass player for one sec. Love the show. Keep it up. John, thanks for thinking pool kids are sick. Love those guys. James, yes. Pool kids are sick. My album Uh, of the year by a mile. Now, Mark, we have you here for episode 200. Can you unblock uh, James? I wish I could do a hop as voice, but I'm just like, sure, I'll unblock James. <laughs> Wait, John <laughs> actually, the John actually can do. John can full on do that. Well, I really. can do Tom. Oh, you can do I, Tom, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You can do Mark Tom, would. Right. It, Mark's like, yeah. That's tough. Mark would be yeah. sort of like, I can't do Mark really. It's just more just kind of like, I would unblock you, and then Tom would be like, okay. unblock him. <laughs> <laughs> You should do it. He was rude when sitting in his car when he made that tweet. Oh my god! It's you're really good at that. Yeah, remarkable. Oh, Uh, you know, the key is just to do it in like the style of one of their songs, and then that's that's what makes it easy. I usually choose "I Miss You" because that's where he's like the most unhinged. Yeah, the apex. Where are you? Yeah, and I'm so sorry. It's like the you know you just got to get into that vibe. Yep. 
Anyway, if you want to send in a listener block, you can do so at blocked at blockparty.com or you can fill out the form on our website. You can also donate to the show, patreon.com slash blockparty. $5 a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every single month. We've got a few great ones this month. We have uh, Andrea Jin joining us just last week uh, for another installment of watching. And just like that, the Sex and the City show that came out in 2021 for some reason, and we're reviewing it for some reason, but that came out last week. It was great. We also had Alison Rosen on earlier this month. We got some great bonus content coming down the pipe. And also, uh, I mentioned this last time, but the $100 Club promotion of getting Stefan and I to do a cameo for you is up in December. So if you want that, uh, as well as all the other things that come with being in the $100 Club, ad-free episodes, merch discounts, access to our Discord, all that stuff, uh, you got to get on it because... Once December rolls around, Stefan and I are done. No more cameos. So keep that in mind. Uh, and yeah, if you like the show, you can tell a friend. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Block Party Pod. Dave, we're here at the end of the show. We always like to finish off every show with a top three. Three, two, one. Three. Socks. Girlfriends. What do you have for us, please? Oh, wait. I, I forgot to do this shit. Oh, oh boy. I'm sorry. I, no, on. it's okay. That was, me, that's um, on me. I, uh, it's, no, that's, it, it's, it's not because I did it now. before. I definitely <laughs> had to do it before. Um, that's not on you, Dave. No, it's I on apologize me. It's for Stefan booking you and he doesn't yeah. tell you anything about the I know. Action. I'm sorry. Uh, well, look, I, we can, this doesn't need to be in there. I can come up with three, uh, with the top three things. Uh, hang on. Oh, take your time. Take right. it, uh, yeah, as long as you want. Take as much time as you need, and that whole the whole time I'll just be yelling at Stefan. <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, I guess because I I spent so much time uh, mentioning the names, but not nearly enough names of annoying baseball players that I used to frustrate people. There, uh, do you have a um? Let's say like it doesn't have to be baseball but three athletes that you feel like you care more about than the average that you'd like to share. Oh yeah. This is perfect. I figured that this would work. Yeah, this is That's great. great. Yeah. All right. Number Thanks. three, Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just we feel like he's him. really what? overlooked. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, he was taken in the fifth round or whatever round it was, you know, yeah. he should have been, he could have been a Belgian face replacement surgery and is still out there playing, even <laughs> though he looks like a totally different guy. God bless even him. last year. God bless him. Dave, we'll start with your number three, please. Uh, so I will start with a baseball player. Uh, the Mets had an, an old timers day for the first time in forever, uh, like last month. And this is a thing that teams used to do. Um, the Mets stopped doing it because the old owners hated the team and the people that cared about it and everyone they'd ever paid. And so in this case, they brought back a bunch of guys, um, that some of them, there's like two ways that you could be a retired baseball player. There's like the guys that are like super physically fit and look like they do tough mutters. And then there's just guys that look uh, like RBI baseball characters, like that have just sort of like rendered themselves into original Nintendo guys. <laughs> uh, Benny Agbayani, who was one of a uh, guy that was on the teams that made the World Series around the turn of the millennium, um, always looked like that and now looked way more like that. And watching the version of him that's like 50 years old try to play a ball that was hit over his head in the outfield was, I think, the most I've ever felt like I had in common with anyone who had ever <laughs> played professional sports. It was just really a beautiful moment. Like, I um, I was glad to see him doing well. 
I was also glad to see him misplay a ball in exactly the way that I think I would have done it <laughs> at my advanced age. God bless you. Benny Agbayani. Wow, that is a name I have not thought about in quite I mean, some why time. Would you? Very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Stefan, oh, you're number boy. three. Well, this is a... I feel like he's, he's he was a very good player. I think a lot of people are fans of this player, but I feel like as maybe a Vancouver Canucks fan, I like him more than the average Vancouver Canucks fan would. And that's uh, Detroit Red Wings legend, Pavel Datsuk. Uh, that's the name I know as someone who has a very cursory uh, understanding of hockey. He, he is one of those players where you can go to YouTube and type in like Pavel Datsuk goals or like Deeks or whatever, and, and just be entertained for hours on end. Like he is, he, he would actually like break players ankles um, with some of his moves. Um, he, he scored the one goal everyone remembers, uh, but it was against Marty Turco. It was a, uh, the, they were winning like five, two or six, two or something. He had a breakaway with like 30 seconds left and he pulled off, he pulled off a move that people have done since then. Uh, this was back in like 2005, I want to say. Um, but when he did the move, it was like, it looked like inhuman. It didn't look possible. And John, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. They, they usually refer to the move as the Dats. It is the Datsuk. Yes. Um, but it's, it's a toe drag is what, is what they call it. It's basically where you, you come in with the puck on the, on the front of your stick and then you use the reverse of your blade on the toe to hide the puck and you drag it into your feet and then you switch back over to your forehand and you shoot. But just and like so, his, his like, like edge work as well, right? Yeah. Like the so way a he... goalie would have never seen this before, probably when he did it. It was on Marty Turco. I think. It was on Marty Turco. Yeah. And Dallas is wearing the the Mooderist jerseys. The Mooderist well. jerseys, which are classic. Um, yeah. But that just like that goal just stuck with me. I, I have his jersey with like the 2002 Stanley Cup Finals patch on it. Um, I mean, he was just uh, a great player. Don't look into what he's doing now. I believe he is a uh, psychotic uh, right-wing Russian, like Orthodox mm. Christian guy. Um, but, Aren't we all? You know, yeah. great player. There's only so many ways you can go as a retired hockey player, too. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, and that's like. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, by the way, Pavel Datsuk is like one of the most popular players of the 21st century. I, no, like I Stefan know. to be like, Oh, this is, you know, <laughs> but I'm saying a guy I, I care I st- about more I than still, others. Is... I'm saying as a, but I said, I couched it. I said, as a Canucks fan, I mean, not obviously Red Wings fans are big, you know, but like from, from my perspective, feels like anyway, a little, my other two choices like, are the other two choices like will be more. A little okay. bit of a cop. <laughs> Just a little bit. Okay. My number three, I'm going to go baseball in tribute to our guest. I'm not a big baseball guy, but, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I like baseball, but certainly, yeah, like remembering some guys, baseball edition, not my strength, but Mm -hmm. I grew up in Toronto. Of course, the Toronto Blue Jays, 1992 and 93 World Series wins were a big part of my childhood. And I feel like a player that I loved when I was a kid, who's sort of one of the unsung kind of heroes of both of those teams is center fielder Devon White. Uh, Tom White uh, ruled, ruled like just probably, you know, I think still considered one of the best defensive center fielders like ever to play. Absolutely. Yeah. He's he made some too, of the best. But... Yeah. He hit too, but yeah, is his defense, he was so fast. He was insane defensively. And again, I'm not saying that he's some kind, he's not a, you know, he's not like a bench guy that meant, you know, but I just felt like growing up, I loved his defense, his speed. He made so many iconic, like up the wall catches in, in Skydome. You know, and they have famously like very high walls and he was always up those things and 
yeah, I, I just loved him. I loved that his name was pronounced Devon. That just made him seem instantly way cooler. Um, so yeah, that's my number three. Dave, your number two. So inspired to a certain extent by the obviously less prominent player than Datsuk, but uh, in terms of guys that did crazy tricks, but also had to be normal um, as part of, you know, like their duties there. Uh, Rafer Alston was a guy that was a streetball oh, yeah. guy, was a legendary, you know, like and one mixtape type dude yeah. who also had an NBA career as like sort of like a, a um, game manager point guard type guy. I mean, he won an NBA championship with the, I think with the heat playing like that, but was like, didn't do any of the like saucy, crazy dribbling shit, except for there was a highlight that I saw recently that just like sort of put this back. It was like a game where he randomly was on the Rockets during they had this crazy winning streak when Yao Ming was out, I believe. Or maybe it was when McGrady was out. Whatever it was, they had a a big like 18 game winning streak to close a season that you would have expected because one of their two superstars uh, was injured. You would have expected the season to go differently. And it is him just absolutely roasting the Lakers for like 38 points. And at the very end of it, uh, of the video, he just starts doing some of the and one shit on Sasha Vujicic, who then just pushes him and then tries to fight him. And then like the, they are separated by the officials, but it was like a really, the, I was all about even before I was, you know, making a career out of being obnoxious in this particular way of like trying to sort of like write a type of narrative onto, which was, I mean, he was just a guy with a job. It was a good paying job. Uh, and he was getting to do something he was good at. And yet there was this part of me that like insisted on finding it poignant that he didn't get to do the skip to my loo dribble while bringing the ball up the floor in some like fucking meaningless <laughs> regular season game against the Bucks or whatever. And, you know, he could do that stuff. It was just like a reminder that like if you did any of that stuff in an NBA game, like everyone would instantly get very mad at you. Yeah, it was like there was a similar one in the NHL where uh Short-lived Swedish forward Linus Omar. Yeah, uh, he was like he scored one of the sickest shootout goals ever. Kind of also called the Omar. He basically did the Datsuk move, but then when he pulled it back towards his forehand into his feet, the Datsuk had been done enough that goalies now could play it. So mm-hmm. the goalie slid over to play him, and then he flipped the puck back towards the direction the goalie was going <laughs> in. So it was very like a chip, rude. Yeah, like a chip shot. And then Datsuk did that later on too. Yeah, so against, he did that uh, in Miami. Th- that was in Sweden. And then yeah. he was drafted by the Oilers. So he came over to the Oilers and he got a shootout attempt. So again, like, you know, shootouts in the NHL have sort of been derided as this like meaningless competition. He comes in, he takes the puck from center ice, does a full pirouette just like at center ice for some reason. So he does a just, full 360 like spinorama. It. Yep. Then he comes in, fakes a slap shot. And then after he fakes the slap shot, he just slides it through the five hole of goaltender Dan Ellis. And then Dan Ellis like lost his fucking mind in the post game interviews, just saying that that was like disrespectful of the game and what a joke. <laughs> that, and it's like, he didn't even do a trick for the shot. Like he just beat Dan Ellis five, yeah, five. Hole. It wasn't yeah. like a, you know, the, it wasn't like even the it, all he did was do like a pirouette before he came in on the goalie. But like Ellis lost his mind. And yeah, there was all this conversation about the decorum of the game I and whatever. And I, he just basically he was like, I got roasted so badly that it actually impacted the game of hockey in an adverse way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> like totally. That, that's that rules. That's quite an achievement. 
so it's funny to think about like, yeah, if Alston had pulled out some of the and one stuff, I can only imagine how much people would have lost their fucking mind. Right. I mean, it might've uh, been fun, but. Oh, I would have loved it. Stefan, your number two. Uh, my number two is Kyle Wellwood. Uh, that's a good choice. That's a, a good choice. Canucks legend, a Maple Leafs legend, uh, a former guest on our former podcast, Real Good really? Show. Really? Yeah. Um, just a very... Came to my apartment. Just a chill dude. Very much, uh, I would, and John, I think you would agree, he was very ahead of his time as a player. For sure. For sure. Uh, we talked about that when we had him on the pod, yeah. which, uh, sorry to interrupt, Stefan, but this is possibly the most Canadian story of all time, but we got... Kyle Wellwood on our old podcast because a friend of ours was friends with some 41's bassist who was <laughs> friends with Kyle Wellwood. And so he said, Oh, Kyle, there's this cool podcast you should go on. And he said, sure. And so that was how Kyle Wellwood ended up on our podcast was because of cone from some 41. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, um, that's like beyond being like small town type stuff. Like, but the idea of like, it's a country where everybody knows everybody. <laughs> and also everyone knows a guy from some 41 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who could vouch for your shit. Yeah, but totally. but he was uh he was like a he was a smaller guy like he was like a little bit taller than me I feel like he was like five yeah. ten, um and just like had the softest hands uh would always try and do like Dan you know what that means in terms of hockey come no, on no, no, don't don't, don't give me that okay <laughs> I guess he held know. Kyle Wellwood's hand the entire time we were <laughs> recording that yeah episode. that that is true um but he was just he was just so much fun to watch um yeah. just very. I mean, soft, I guess, is is how you... But, like, he just would try things that no one else would try. Um, and the one thing I do remember is uh, someone... At, like, he had, he had had a pretty decent game. And then uh, at the at the post-game press conference, someone said to the Canucks coach at the time, L.A. and Vigneault, uh, Wellwood was playing like a man possessed out there tonight. And Vigneault laughed for, I think, two and a half minutes straight. Uh, just at the idea of Kyle Wellwood playing like a man possessed. Um, he also told us on his pod, we asked him what his career highlight was. And he said oh, yeah. that it was being on Matt Sundin's team when he scored his 500th NHL goal, because then it meant that Matt Sundin would be coming out to party with them after the game and buying everyone drinks and buying everyone <laughs> yeah. drinks. Cause he's like, yeah, he didn't usually come out with us that often, but when he came out, it was always a good time. Yeah. And so he was just like, yeah, that was probably my career highlight. <laughs> yeah incredibly good hockey answer right there too that's the yeah. mindset you want and that sort of thing where it was like it was yeah obviously it was a nice moment for him i was gonna get like eight beers not pay for <laughs> anything yeah. yeah yeah so wellwood my number two john it's great great choice great choice uh and yeah he's like the type of guy too that would be very much appreciated in today's nhl yeah it's a little more skill-based and you know whatever um okay my number two also a hockey player uh this is this might be the deepest pull that uh, out of any of the nine wow. we do this is. So I was a big, um, in the nineties, I became a Florida Panthers fan, even though I lived in Toronto, I think just to be different. And I, cause everybody around me cheered and they for the were a new all team the time as well, right? They're like... a new team. They had cool jerseys. They had a cool logo. They made the Stanley cup final in 1996. And I cheered for them all the way. My parents would let me stay up late to watch the games and everything. I had a Panthers Jersey, blah, blah, blah. And my favorite player on that Panthers team was winger Bill Lindsay. Uh, wow. He was just like a, a two-way guy. He he actually played way more games than I thought. Yeah, I feel seven, like he had a long career. Yeah, he played 777 NHL games for six different teams. And uh, he had now, 200. Now there, there's a name you don't hear nowadays. No one is being named Bill Lindsay nowadays yep. in 2022. Yeah, <laughs> Especially in yeah. hockey, too. Yeah. They're all just named like 
dragon gunner or whatever. Like <laughs> yes, totally. Jaden Aiden. <laughs> like yes, it's a hyphenated first name, Jaden yeah. Aiden. Um, yeah, so he was awesome. Uh, he, he, yeah, he had 224 points in 777 games, 922 penalty minutes. Uh, and yeah, he does the, he's a, does color commentary on the radio for the Panthers now. And, uh, yeah, he just was my guy that, that playoff run. He had 10 points in 22 games. He scored the winning goal, uh, for the Panthers, uh, first ever in the first round, he scored the winning, the overtime winner, uh, to give the Panthers their first ever series victory. And yeah, he was just always a guy I liked when I was a kid. Um, so that's my number two, Dave. Did you like him? Cause he like reminded you of the way that you played or something. Cause that was like a classic kid thing that I would. Yeah. I I'm not even sure. Cause I didn't really play like that. I was more of a scorer and I was not tough at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm not even sure why I connected with him. I I think I just thought he was like a cool, like smooth player. Yeah. I don't know, but you're right. Like that, that would be something that would, that would connect with me with hockey, but that, that one never did. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not an obscure guy, but uh, for my last one, I would probably say I've written about this guy too, a bunch of times, Drazen Petrovic, who is a guy that was one of that first wave of sort of like really at that point, like post Soviet, like block breakup guys to make it to the NBA. And he was, became a star on the New Jersey Nets at the time when I was a kid and a just a complete fucking psycho for the New Jersey Nets. It's like that moment at the end of your sort of tweens, early teens, where you like really haven't started to like get worried about other stuff yet, or, or you're worried about a lot of other stuff, but you can't really articulate it. And so for me, it was like, because I could not put that into any of the ways, you know, like, the things that you would later do in life with all of your sort of anxieties or urges or whatever. I just like all of that went into caring more about a Nets team that was like 40 and 42. And they made the playoffs. They lost in the first round, but it was like, they had been very, very bad when I started cheering for them. And Petrovic was famously like just a sort of a volcanic scorer type before they really like had Steph Curry types in the game. I mean, he wasn't anything like Steph. He played off the ball and, you know, like was sort of like a more limited player. I mean, like comparing anyone to Steph Curry is unfair. It's like just sort of bad scouting, but he was a great shooter at a time when shooting was still kind of like a sideshow thing, at least three point shooting was. And he, this was the type of player that I was as a, you know, middle schooler. Uh, I was just like the sort of significantly degraded suburban New Jersey Jewish version of that. So like (laughs) not really identifiable as similar in any meaningful way, but like still that was how I sort of saw myself. And like he was so intense and so like bizarrely driven out there that it was like, I actually felt like I could sort of vibe with that as an eighth grader who was like just fucking going out of his mind every day with like, horniness and depression and anxiety and a bunch of stuff I had no idea how to cope with. Uh, so he was a very special player to me. And then he died in a car accident, um, which was terrible. And he didn't get to have the career that he probably should have had. Um, and I sort of stopped caring about basketball for a little while after that. Um, but he was, I think, you know, it's stupid to say that any of these guys who are fundamentally guys, I mean, Petrovic might be in the hall of fame. I don't know he did have a great career in Europe and internationally and stuff before he came to the U S and, you know, he became an all-star in the NBA, but like 
it's stupid to say that somebody like that could change your life to a certain extent. I feel like he was like a formative like figure for me, which is a weird thing because I, I was only ever within like 10 feet of him once in my life. And he was um, so intimidatingly Croatian that I had because <laughs> <laughs> there was no way I was going to say even like a, you know, tentative like Mr. Petrovich to him. Like I was like, this guy has seen some shit and does not want anything to do with me. <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah. Nice. Great number okay. one. Too deep? Did I get no, too dumb? No, sorry. That's perfect. No, that's a great number one. Yeah. Not at all. Stefan, you're number one. I have a quick honorable mention, and that's Darren Langdon, who played 45 oh. games for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Crazy a, fighter. 143 penalty minutes in 45 games, uh, one assist. <laughs> uh, uh, in uh, 92 93 for the Dayton Bombers in the ECHL, he had 429 penalty minutes in 54 Oof. games. Wow. And then in the playoffs that year, three playoff games had 40 penalty minutes. So uh, <laughs> he was a he was a type of player. He was a, he was kind of a he he wasn't like a huge guy. Very much had like a big like brick head sort of thing, and just would he would just fight. Um, but my my number one uh, has to be Yarko Rutu. Uh, oh yeah, another Good Canucks choice. legend. Uh, one of there were a few Finnish players who who came into the league in like the late '90s, early 2000s, who were all kind of similar. Uh, Billy Niemann is another one where yeah, they were Nick, like Nicholas Hagman. I feel yeah, like, like where that. they were like just total shitheads on the ice, uh, <laughs> and they would have just the biggest grin. Uh, and it was there's just something like he never scored. I think more than like ten goals. Uh, with the Canucks. Uh, yeah, his career high was 12 goals for the Ottawa Senators, but he was such an asshole on the ice and just in, in the funniest possible way, his career highlight is probably, and Dave, you may have seen this clip before. Uh, it's him tripping Dion Phaneuf. Uh, he, he fakes throwing his gloves off to start a fight with Dion Phaneuf, who was a rookie defenseman for the Calgary flames at the time. Mm -hmm. Dion Phaneuf throws his gloves off as he's throwing his gloves off. Rutu takes his, takes his stick and hooks his skate out from under him. And <laughs> so as he's throwing his gloves, his gloves go flying in the air. Funuf goes flying backwards. It's, I mean, it's incredible. It's, like it's pro so wrestling funny. heel behavior. It, it is. Yeah, oh, yes. exactly. 100%. I've seen him uh, attempt to bite a player's skate in a scrum before uh, in person. <laughs> Uh, at a at a Canucks game once, um, he was just incredible. Uh, it was he a wrote, Canucks alumni game too. Everybody yeah. was so confused. <laughs> yeah, it's like fifty one years old. Yeah, but yeah. he was also the classic guy where off the ice he he just he like wore glasses, which is always funny to see a hockey player do. And he was just like this like nice guy off the ice who wore glasses. Um, but the one That's thing, such a great type of athlete oh. to be. These guys that are just sort of baseball has a bunch of these dudes who are like pitchers where they're sort of like, yeah, he's like super personable. Like he actually reads books, does a crossword puzzle every day. But like if you talk to him on the day when he's starting, yeah, he's going to like he just can only respond in like Schwarzenegger quotes from Predator. Like he just that's his process. Yeah, like, he can't be normal. Yeah, which I respect that there's like a switch that when these guys flip it, they're just completely 180 degrees. Yeah, I think with the the one thing with Rutu is that uh and and he he so he wrote his autobiography. It's it's in Finnish. Um but uh he, it was someone translated. He didn't say specifically what he said, but he was trash talking Sean Avery, another notorious mm -hmm. shithead. Uh and Rutu says that his, uh his and this is Rutu talking about what he said to Sean Avery. His monologue was so questionable that it probably violated several human rights accords. <laughs> uh so I mean he was just he was he was the best. He was great. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's a he was a, a total shit heel, very 
typical Vancouver Canuck. Yeah, yeah I'm going to seek uh, out the Phaneuf highlight. Anything that's great, like, especially basically Phaneuf, trolling in real life in a sporting scenario. You yeah. gotta. Well, especially because Phaneuf was number one, built like a fridge. Like he's way bigger than Rutu. And yeah, that's a he meme was, I know. Yeah, yeah, and he was also like, yeah, he came into the NHL with like a shit ton of promise. He was like one of the top. He was junior really defensemen. good. He was yeah. really good for the first few years of his career, and then his body kind of let him down a little bit. But he, yeah, he was nominated for the Norris Trophy, I believe. Here, Dave, I just sent you the, I'm sending you the video in zoom right now. Uh, and I, I feel so old because this video was posted on YouTube 16 years ago. <laughs> I didn't know I'm the possible. guy that brought up Benny Agbayani. This is all hundred percent my fault. No, no, this is great. Um, okay. Uh, my number one, and this is, this is maybe I'm going off the board here. Um, but when I was a kid, I would say easily the like least sort of under the radar pick for me was I got huge into the WWF and my favorite wrestlers were the new age outlaws, which is crazy. Like to look back on like, yeah, Dan's laughing and he's right. Like, and not only the new age outlaws, but the worst member of the new age outlaws road dog, Jesse James was most specifically <laughs> my like favorite wrestler. And like, so the new age outlaws were part of Degeneration X, which was a very popular faction. Yeah. It was, you know, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, China, X-Pac, you know, they were a very popular faction and the new age outlaws were the tag team champions for like a large part of the attitude era. But they were just mostly famous for road dogs, like coming down to the ring speech. Um, so he had this whole thing like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D Generation X proudly brings to you the WWF tag team. Anyway, he had this whole thing and the crowd would chant it all along with him and blah, blah, blah. And then they just would have like a series of like five to seven minute tag matches that were horribly wrestled. But like back when I was 13, work rate and like good wrestling matches meant nothing to me. And it's also weird because Road Dog's whole thing was that he smoked weed and I didn't smoke weed until I was 35 years old. Like it just doesn't make any sense. I had a road dog shirt, which like nobody had road dog merch growing up. And the front had like a picture of a dog and it said road dog, Jesse James. And then the back, it had a bone that looked like it was spinning. And then in a circle around the bone, it said, roll the dog a bone, which obviously is referring to weed, which was yes. doubly referring to weed because carved into one of the bones was 420. <laughs> Uh, but like, I had no, I was just like, yeah, he's a dog. You roll the dog a bone, like whatever. I was just like, yeah, okay. And then one of my friends at school was like, yeah, that, he's talking about a joint. And I was like, no, he's not. There's, no, there's he's like not six pot about references that. on the back of your shirt. Yeah. I'm like, this, he's not talking about that. And yeah. And the shirt was all green. It was like a black <laughs> shirt, but all the fonts were green. Every like, anyway, it made no sense that I liked him. He was not a good wrestler. Uh, but I just, yeah, the new age outlaws were like my guys growing up and, uh, I can still recite the speech word for word. And I, yeah, every time I've seen one of their matches in like my adult life, I'm just like, holy God, <laughs> like, the matches are just so bad. And I don't know why I ever cared about those guys. Were they bad yeah. even by the standard of the time? Cause I know that was, yes. Who oh yeah. Wow. A lot Great. of well, like in one that case. A lot of like one star matches with uh, other great tag teams like the Headbangers and, uh, <laughs> you know, the Godwins and other, you know, other they were they were mostly used back then. The WWF's main strategy was like every year or so they would take two of the top guys on the card who were sort of feuding with each other and make them a tag team and they would win the tag team titles. So like 
you know, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie, who was Terry Funk, were a team. Austin, and, who won the belts off the New Age Outlaws. Undertaker and Austin were a team who won the belts off. So they kind of existed in this, like, they were the top tag team, but they also were kind of just there to, like, put the top guys over mm-hmm. and stand in the ring when Triple H was doing blackface. So those are those are pretty much their their main functions. So. I think they were also anyway. doing blackface. So oh yeah, most certainly okay. they were definitely also doing blackface at the time. Yeah, I should. It was I a should. different time. It was yeah. like eighteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely different time. Uh, Triple H was the Rock, and he called himself the Croc. Uh, you know, oh boy, big yeah, big stuff, big commentary. Oh, well, you can't imitate the Rock if you don't put on the makeup and make it bad. That's right. There's simply no way to imitate any of the rocks, famous catchphrases <laughs> nope. in a way that people would understand. Certainly not. No, absolutely. So then anyway, great top three, Dave, that was awesome. Uh, thank thank you, you so much for joining us here on this momentous occasion, our 200th episode. Uh, before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, just defector, I guess. Uh, we just had our second birthday website is working. We are uh, happy that we're going to be able to keep doing it. It's like a, you know, been a nice success and it's been liberating too to just sort of like, this is the longest I think I've had any writing job. Like usually I've been pivoted out of a position by now because somebody um, who makes like $1.6 million a year got bored. Uh, and that's not been the case here. We are, you know, yeah, now you're the guy making $1.6 million. I am, I am. And it's really changed me. I've gotten a lot worse. Uh, yeah, like I fly private now for yeah, one thing. As you should, so, of course. Right. <laughs> it's like nice being like, a whatever. If you have the opportunity to be in a worker-owned scenario, you should do it. If you want to figure out how to do it, um, you can DM me at David underscore J underscore Roth. I don't necessarily know, but people I work with um, can help you figure out how to do that at your workplace to the extent you can. Uh, but yeah, that's been fun. And I'm very like, whatever, not to be weird about it. I'm honored to be here for the 200th episode. So thank you for having me. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank Our you pleasure. for being here. Yeah. We're, uh, we're you're glad a, you're a fan favorite and you're a favorite yeah. of ours also. That's very and, nice. And Dan's, I think maybe too, even. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was going to say, that's the other thing is I'm going to um, be on another zoom call with Dan in uh, 13 hours. <laughs> Well, I, I look I, I look forward to that for you as well. Uh, it's David Roth week here on Block Party and its associated properties. Uh, but no, yeah, it was a pleasure to have you on. Uh, you know, we're super, super grateful that you're able to do it. And uh, Stefan, any last, it's episode 200. You know, any, you, you usually don't talk once the yeah. top three is over, but I thought, you know, maybe you have some words for the listeners out there, this, you know, sort of momentous occasion. Uh, my head is really hot and sweaty right now because of the yeah. bald cap. Bald cap's still on. Yeah. He's kind of pushed it back a little bit so you can <laughs> see. pushed it back now like he's just... wearing a cat, like it's yeah. a hat. A weird cycling cap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look great. Yeah, I think it helped with the episode. Kept yeah, all your it, thoughts. It kept all... That's exactly what I was <laughs> so, going to say. Good. Wow. I was well, going to say kept all I your jokes inside. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, very good. Okay. Well, there you go. That's, uh, that's Stefan's, uh, message to you, the dedicated, beautiful listeners of this program. Yeah. His head is hot. Uh, thank you everybody <laughs> for listening. We love you. It's been a crazy four year journey. We're can't wait to make more of this very dumbass show. Uh, if you want to support this dumbass show, uh, it's patreon.com slash block party. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod. And like always, we'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.